Hey guys, welcome back to Kyle Burrell's Uned Podcast, episode 100. Uh, special, special podcast here. No uh, big moment for the podcast, getting to 100 episodes. Uh, you know, got got my special best, uh, special guest, my co-host, uh, good buddy Fee here. Dude, good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Episode 100, that's a pretty big deal. It is, and you know, I think it was only right that, you know, you were you were on for episode 100. You know, I think you've, you know, from the get-go, you've been always supportive and following the pod, so... I thought it was only right that you would be the special guest for episode 100, so I'm very thankful and happy that you're joining me on episode 100. Is this like 10 or... 10 just, I think it's 10 11. 15. I think it's a tw- 11 or 12. I think oh, I went back and looked. I think it's 11 or 12 that you've been on. I haven't had... I think I've had... Dating back, I had Fletch and Howard on an episode early on. Yeah, that was, was one episode of your first, like, four, guess. something like that. I remember that. I had Fletch on again. We did like an uh, NFL draft one. It wasn't, I don't think it was an edit. We did like an NFL draft show a couple years, or yeah, NFL draft show a couple years back. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of an exclusive club, really. So when'd you start doing this? I th- want to say 2020, maybe? end of like middle, the end of 2020 around there had a break in between. You know, I moved to Arizona. I, uh, I didn't no because I started. Yes, yeah, no. I started when I got back from Arizona, and I uh, middle of twenty twenty one kind of took a lengthy break from it, and then really since the beginning of twenty twenty two on to here, it's been you know every mm. every week or you know sometimes a two week break here and there if I'm busy. But yeah, it's been just been about three years. So what's your plans for the fall? Are you gonna do like so every Thursday? Or? Yeah, so I, I'm gonna have a schedule coming out. Uh, we kind of stopped KB and the boys right now just because, you know, not really much sports betting to talk about. You know, it's a lot of baseball. You know, you got some golf here and there and some fighting, but it's not really enjoyable as much when, you know, you got football going and stuff. So we're going to have a plan for that uh, starting in late August. We'll start back up with KB and the boys and stuff like that. And uh, I think we will, the week that we start uh, KB and the boys, that unedited episode that week and KB and the boys that week when we start on YouTube. Okay. So it's gonna be it's gonna be just like this as well, to where if you know if you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you don't have to. It's still gonna be on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that, to where you don't have to you don't have to watch the video. But I just think I like to get it out differently too. So that's when we'll start on YouTube is that first week of, because I think the first games of college football are August twenty sixth that weekend. So that week before, we'll start on we're gonna be unedited. KB and the unedited be every Monday. No, I know it'll probably be every Tuesday because Monday Night Football, when, definitely when football comes around, it'll be Tuesday to wait for Monday Night Football. And then Thursday, uh, before the Thursday Night Football games, will be KB and the boys uh, every Thursday. Starting back So on Tuesday, that. will you recap and look ahead? Yeah, recap, recap, look ahead. So like it'll, I'll start off the podcast with recap and what do, happened. Like post, post week two standings, like every week? Yep, every week do after the games are over. Rerank my top sixteen. Like I said, when it when it comes closer, I'll have my pre preseason week one standings. We'll go. We're, that's what we have today. We'll go over our top ten teams right now. Um, but yeah, every week we'll I'll go through, you know, the games that were meaningful and stuff like that, and you know, talk about those games. Talk about you know, teams that I think surprised some people early on week one, stuff like that, and then get on to post week or post week one standing stuff like that, and then obviously still talk. You know, UFC is always all year round. You know, the NBA starts up in October, so yeah, uh, it'll be it'll start getting a lot busier with having to go with going on YouTube late August. So it'll be exciting though. I'm really excited about it, and I'm really happy we're on episode 100 and 100 more for sure. Yeah, but so 
We're going to get started with NBA. We're going to go over NBA first. We've got some topics. Then we're going to go over some over-under win totals for some interesting teams in the NFL teams that I think, you know, could have a good year, you know, could be a bad year. We're going to talk about that. Uh, then we'll get into some NFL with topics in the NFL. We're going to have a start bench cut segment for Fee to uh, answer who he would start bench cut. we got four for the NFL and four for the NBA. Then uh, we'll get into some where I was where I was right and where I was wrong. Uh, just got I got four rights and four wrongs that I liked a lot. Didn't want to do too big. Is it more? What's is it? So, the right or three, three NFLs that I was pretty spot on on. Three do you NFL think you were picks. more close to being all right? That was pretty sweet that I was that spot on, or was it like holy the, shit? My bad was really bad. Um. One of my what was more drastic, the good being really good or the bad being really bad. I think one of my one of my rights was really good, and you you'll you'll understand it when we get to it because you know how I talked about this team uh, early on in the season. You know how I talked about them. I think it might give you a little hint, but one of my bads was really bad. Who I had being the worst team in the NFL last year. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. And really, I mean, yeah, I mean there was there was some bad ones. I mean, we'll get to them. We get there, and then I'm gonna give some. Some future bold. These are bold. Okay, these aren't, you know, so, okay, I would say, yeah, I would say they're all pretty bold. Uh, besides maybe one of them is like, okay, I could definitely see that happening. Um, but we'll get into that after. And then at the end, Fee's Rapid Fire returns, which is always my favorite segment uh, by far. So I cannot wait to uh, get into that. But let's get into some NBA here first. We're going to start off with our top 10 teams post-draft, and mainly free agency's over. I mean, there's still some okay players out there. You got, you know, so you got your, uh, you Bull Bull. Um, can't believe Kelly Oubre is still out there. That's quite shocking to me. Um, Christian Woods. But mainly free agency, you know what the teams are right now. So how do you want to do this? You want to alternate one? Yeah, I'll start. All right, you start it. So I, I put the Nuggets first. Okay. Just to give them the champ respect. I thought they were clearly the best team all year, clearly the best team in the playoffs. Um, kind of ran through the West pretty much, and I mean kind of ran through the Heat as well. So what's – I know you don't agree with that, so I guess tell me why that's wrong. So I have the Suns at one, and, uh, you know, people can say, well, how, how can you say that when, you know, they can only spend the vet minimum on uh, guys? Well, here's the thing, though, if you look at it. They have – Devin Booker at the point guard, and people can say, well, how, how is he going to be able to play the point guard? Well, Devin Booker in the playoffs last year was averaging eight, nine assists a game. Devin Booker's turned in under Chris Paul. Chris Paul's turned this guy into a playmaker as well. He is not just a flat-out scorer. He's a playmaker. They have Kevin Durant as their second option. Um, that's a great second option to have, I'd say, in the NBA. I mean, can, you, can, we, can we go through and anybody name a better second option in the NBA than Kevin Durant? I know he's older, and he's not what he used to be, but Kevin Durant can still go out there and potentially give you 40 a night, 40 in some nights. And he's going to average 25, 26 a game. They also trade for Bradley Beal. And I thought they literally gave up nothing to get him. You know, they they gave up Shamit, who said he didn't want to come back because he wanted to be a guarantee starter. So they moved him, Chris Paul, who was aging and on the last year of his contract, and second-round picks. No first-round picks. I don't know. I think that they uh, they did good. They did good in that trade, and they have DeAndre Ayton. So let's just say that you can get 75 combined a game from the big three. You get 15 from Ayton. That's 90. Let's say you want to average 120 a game in the NBA. 
They need 30 bench points. That's all they need is 30 bench points. Not even. So we're missing one starter. Exactly, which I'm guessing will be, uh, what's his name that came back? Uh, did Tory Craig come back? But I thought they did good. They got Eric Gordon on the Vets minimum. Teams were willing to spend, at one point, the Lakers were willing to offer him the mid-level exception of $12 million. They got him for two. Yuta Watanabe shot 40% from three, got him in. Uh, Keita Bates-Diop, he shot well from three last year. I just think they did the best they could in, with the money they had to spend, which was a vet minimum. And, again, they don't need a bench guy or a, they don't need a, f- a fifth guy that averages 15 points a game. They need, like, three guys to average – three, four guys to average, like, seven to nine points a game, and they're fine. I just think they're so talented. Now, could it blow up? It could. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton could. It doesn't work. Like, what percentage chance do you think, yeah, it just doesn't work? Like 20 25%. I still think there's a decent chance. It, I still think there's a decent chance it doesn't work, but I'm betting on that it does. I think that if it doesn't work at the start and they're struggling, they're probably going to end up moving Aiton for pieces. Aiton to somebody else for some just rule guys. You don't need Aiton. What they need is, in my opinion, if they would have moved Aiton to Atlanta for, like, Clint Capella and John Collins, I think that would have been a great trade. Mm-hmm. Clint Capella is what they need at center. They don't need a guy that scores. They need a defender. And Aiton last year, he was terrible at defending. Aiton just wasn't good at all last year. I think he just that was try defensively. Exactly. And that's why I worry about his motor. That he's a guy I worry about. I don't worry Bradley Beal. He doesn't want to be a fourth option. Bradley Beal's willing to be the third option. He said it. He said, This is this is Book Nation. He's like, I'm coming into his team. I know my role. I'm the second I'm the third guy. They got KD and Devin Booker. I'm the third guy. I'm here to win a championship. Bradley Beal knows his role. I wonder if DeAndre Ayton knows his role, though. I think DeAndre Ayton thinks he's a 20-10 and 10 a game guy on this team, and he's not. So, yeah, that's, that's why I think if it – again, I'm, I'm predicting that it will work, so that's why I would say they're the best team in the NBA right now. I have them two, so. Okay. Uh, Lakers three. Okay, I have the Lakers at two. I think what the Lakers did is they – Rob Polinka, middle of the season, got smart. Describe their offseason in one word. One sentence. One word is smart. Did they get exponentially better? Just slightly better? I think, okay, so I think from like a, if you if you want to go off of like, you know, I mean, I think that they're, they are slightly better, but they're, but they're better because they stayed true. They saw growth in Hachimura and Reeves, and now they see that we think these guys can get better and better. Under, under our system and under our... I mean, the Lakers have a really good scouting department and talent development program. Look at the... I mean, you look at the guys they've drafted over the, the years or the guys that they've picked up as undrafted free agents. I'm not going to go crazy and say Colin Castleton's going to be, you know, a starting center in the NBA, but my God, it looks like it, he played unreal in the summer league. Look at Max Christie was the second-round pick. I think Hood Shafino's going to find his own, Maxwell Lewis, but I think Reeves and Hutchmore are just going to be even better in this system. Who do they lose? Year. Like he, like so Schroeder, I, w- I, wish, I wish they could have somehow kept Schroeder. I do like him as the Lakers' backup point guard. But I think that what they got D'Lo at, $18 million a year, I thought was a really good deal. And it's, and it's a deal you to where... You ready to watch him again? He pains me to watch. He was bad versus the Nuggets. He was bad. And guess what? There was times... Or he was special in that in he that was Memphis good series. The Warriors, though. Memphis, he was really good too. I mean, he had the, yeah against the Warriors, he had the game where he was really good. Memphis, uh, the closeout game, he was unbelievable in that game. He he's a headache. 
But man, there's going to be nights. There's going to be nights where I can't stand him and I'm demanding him to be traded far away. There's also going to be nights say, I mean, goddamn, we wouldn't have won the game without him tonight. Yeah. So I mean, it's nice to have him. And what we, if we would have paid thirty million for him, I'd be irate right now. Getting him at eighteen million, because what the Lakers did here is at eighteen million and redoing his contract. Now they gave themselves. If let's say a Hood Shafino, let's say Hood Shafino and Gabe Vincent, who I I love that pickup by the way too. Let's say Hood Shafino and Gabe Vincent are really good, and they're like the Lakers are lacking a little bit of shooting. Now with Russell's contract at eighteen, you can go out and get a guy like Buddy Heald. Their contracts match up. You can go get a shooter if you don't think you need D'Lo. But I do love the price they got him at. Uh, Tareem Prince, I thought it was an under-the-radar sign. It's not like he's a, I mean, oh, my God, they got Tareem Prince. They're going to win the title. I do like him, though, because he knows his role. He's a 3 and D guy. He's going to play hard. He, like I said, he just knows his role. The big question mark will be the Cam Reddish one. How good is he? Can, he, can the Lakers untap that potential and mature him? Because I think that's mainly his problem. I think he's, not, I think he's immature. He's going to be in a battle minutes-wise with Max Christie. It's going to be him and Max, because I think, if you look at the Lakers, I think it'd be D'Lo, Reeves, Hachimura, Vanderbilt, whichever they prefer, LeBron, AD. Then let's say it's Hachimura. Then you got Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, Tareem Prince, Jackson Hayes, and I think it'll be either it'll be Max Christie or Cam Reddish, who, who can mature better and who can play better with the Lakers. I mean, Cam Reddish may not come in and play at all. He may just not mature and... Develop and Max Christie looks like he has There's been two, two spots open. Two spots open. And they're going to leave one open at training camp. Yeah. So I they're probably. I'm guessing they bring in Castleton. Okay, as a third center. Yeah, I I think he could be there if they don't go with him. I mean, they could go with the other guy that stood out in the summer league, Demory Hodge, the Missouri guy, he shot almost fifty percent from three in the summer league. So I mean, they could bring him in and keep Castleton on the two way and keep him in the G League. I don't know what they're going to do. It'll be interesting, though. They, I think they either go with Ca- – right now, from what I've heard, it'll probably be Castleton. It'll be Castleton, Wood, or Bismack Biombo will be the third center for the Lakers. I would uh, – I would uh, I would go Castleton. I truly would. Because, I mean, whoever the third center is, you're not asking them to come in and play. You have Jackson Hayes for that. You have the athleticism of Jackson Hayes, block shots, rim run, energy guy, which is – I love that. I love that he – because, I mean – who are the Lakers playing? I mean, a lot of the times when AD went to the bench, you're playing LeBron Hachimura at the 4-5. That was trouble for the Lakers. Like, in the Grizzlies series, when the Grizzlies were really good, was when AD was off the floor and they pounded the Lakers inside. Now when AD goes to the bench, you have a 6-11 center that's athletic and can block shots and move that comes in and plays instead of playing Hachimura at the 5 against Jaron Jackson Jr., which was obviously a mismatch. Um, but yeah, I love the Lakers. Uh I'm not going to be predicting champions in July, um, but I love the roster. I love that they didn't go. I you could they could have they could have went all in and he said fuck it let's get the big three let's move off Reeves and Hutchmore let's get Kyrie. I'm glad they didn't though because I think depth wise they are so deep that I think that you're LeBron James should not play over 32 minutes a night in a regular season game ever. He should not play more than 32 minutes a night. LeBron James should have a career. Career record in minutes low this year. If he's playing 36, 37 minutes a night at fucking year 21. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Because then that means, you know what that means you're asking? That means you're asking LeBron to still get you 28, 30 a night. It's not who he is anymore. I, I, you got to come to realize, he can still, you need LeBron to be that guy in the playoffs. Guess what though? He had to play so much when he was playing the regular season this year. 
that he gets an injury and he can't be that guy in the playoffs. And look what happened in the Denver series. He wasn't that guy that he could be. You need LeBron to be 24 points a game in the regular season playing 32, 33 minutes a night. And then he can be your, he can be the 30 a game guy for a playoff stretch. If you can keep him healthy in low minutes, that's what they have to do. If they can't do that, then it's going to be tough to win in the playoffs because LeBron might already be run down. He's going to be what? 39? Yeah. I mean, we're in year 21. At fucking some point, there's got to be a LeBron team that says, we don't need you to score 30 in the regular season. I mean, it's up to AD. It's going to be, a lot of it's going to be on AD, for sure. It's a lot of it's going to be on AD. The Lakers, it's... I've said it's it for AD's team. It's not LeBron's team anymore. It's got to be AD's team. I, I've said it for goddamn damn near seven years. And I thought Kyrie was going to be the guy to take the reins, uh, and he was just immature, and he wanted to do stuff on his own, and that's really worked out well for him since. It's worked out well for Kyrie. <laughs> I have Denver at three. You talked about them. They're, they're, I think the West is the West has the three best teams in the NBA. I think clearly. You have the Lakers at three. Yeah. Okay. I, I went Bucks for. I just trust them. I trust Giannis. I mean, even though they've got bounced in the playoffs, I mean, the last couple of years are always up there. The one, one, two seed, you know, they're going to be good in the regular season. It really just comes down to can Giannis, is he going to be healthy? And if he is healthy, can the surrounding players, the players surrounding him, can they perform and help him out? And, you know, I, I don't know. I just trust Giannis. I think he's, I like him better than Celtics for sure. I like Giannis better than the Celtics, but I went the Celtics at four. I worry about Middleton and Holiday staying healthy a lot too. I mean, they Middleton missed almost all the season last year. I mean, then that's huge for them. He's that's a that's twenty twenty two points a game missing, and I worry about them as they're getting older. I know he took a reduced deal this year, which was nice for them, and they were able to bring back Brooke. So I went, I went Heat over the Celtics. Oh really? So let's just with not... their roster. Really? Who'd they lose? I mean, they lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Max Struess. That's true. But let's just lump the and, Bucks, Heat, and Celtics all together. Okay, I'll just say now I don't have the Heat in my top ten. Wow. I don't have the Heat in my top ten. On what this will all change if they get Dame Lillard? We can't. No, we're not. We're I'm not, not going to speculate that. No, but that's I'm, that's why I'm not doing that. That's why they're out of my top ten. So I like the Celtics a little more because I'm not I think really basing dead. these teams on who I think is going to be like have the best records. Oh no, neither. I think who's the best I teams. Just, I just who trust Jimmy win Butler. championships. I just trust Jimmy Butler. I trust the Heat culture more than the Celtics. I think the Celtics are kind of soft. That's fair. I do. I, I, do think, too. I think Jason Tatum's soft. I think, I don't know if him and Jalen Brown work together. Uh, I honestly don't love the Kristaps signing. I think that's gotten a little overrated because I think he's kind of soft too. I think he's an offensive-minded player. He doesn't really give you value defensively. They gave up kind of their core value guy on defense and Marcus Smart. Their heart and soul of the team. I think that's going to be a big miss next year. So I just put the Bucks and Heat over the Celtics just because I trust them more. I trust Jimmy. I trust Giannis. I trust Coach Spell. Um, I, I trust their culture more than I trust J- Jason Tatum and Missoula. So that's really what it came down to for those three teams. That's fair. And, uh, I mean, I put Boston because I still think that they are uh, deeper than both those teams. And, again, the Heat will always find players that somehow give them – Undrafted talent wise, roster wise, no, they're not a top, top ten team. I think I, I it was just it's hard for me to watch what they did to the Celtics and just like not mention them in my top ten, even though they lost guys, but their culture is still the same. Jimmy's still the same guy. You don't worry about his legs potentially running out, being going to be thirty four. 
But again, did it matter? They weren't good in there. They were the eight seed. Yeah. So it didn't matter, I guess. It's a fair point. It didn't matter. I mean, they're probably going to be like the sixth seed or something. Yeah, because, I mean, Jimmy will miss games, and they're just not really a regular season team. They love the playoffs because playoff basketball is played the way they want to play basketball. Physical basketball, that's the way they want to play it. And, you know, I agree. I think think that I wouldn't consider them a top 10 team right now just because they did lose two key role players. And again, Sixers in your top 10? I do not. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I don't. So that's our. So you're you're six. You're one. So you're one through six is Denver, Phoenix. Oh no, Denver, L.A., Phoenix, or Denver, Phoenix, L.A. Denver, Phoenix, L.A. Bucks, Heat, Heat Celtics. Celtics. Okay. So my six is the Clippers. Wow. And I know, Clipper hater. Go check the pin tweet on my Twitter. It's the greatest tweet I ever made. That's still it. Still it. The night they blew the three one lead. It's Clippers still the are pin my tweet. ten. They're my 10. Okay. So I here's the thing about the Clippers. I know... Roster-wise, they're probably top three, dude. <laughs> this is why I have them at six. I had to have a well-balanced... I had to have a medium. I didn't want to put them at 10 to think too much about the injuries. I didn't want to put them in the top three because I did want to think a little bit about the injuries. The roster is unbelievably good. The biggest question every single year is can Kawhi Leonard and Paul George be healthy come playoff time? More than likely, no. But starting off it's the like year... 75% no. Starting off the year, they will be healthy. So I'm going to put them at six because I think they're unbelievably good. I honestly think if they could stay healthy, I would put them over Denver. If I knew that Kawhi and PG could stay healthy, I'd put them behind the Lakers and Suns, but I'd put them over So Denver. who's their starters? It's Russ? Will so, he start with those two? Yeah, I'm sure he'll start. Russ, PG, Kawhi. That's a... Marcus Morris and Zubac. It's a good team. And then they have... who's Bones Island now? They have Bones Island? He's off the bench. Who's the other guys they have? They have more guys than that. Way more guys than that. Terrence Mann, right? Oh, Terrence Mann. Um, Here, how many? We got time. Let's look it up. Clippers. Powell. Oh, yeah, Norman Powell. I mean, they're deep. Uh, Who's their backup big? Oh, no, they they don't have him anymore. Okay, so Bone Tylen. They have have Terrence Mann, Bone Tylen. Oh, now they have Kenny Martin Jr. Got him from the Rockets. Good four. Nicholas oh, Mason Plumley, Good backup center. Batum. Uh, Robert Covington. I mean, he sucks now, but not a bad 12th man. I mean, dude, they're so deep. So the projected starting line... Oh, yeah, because Morris is their sixth man. So the projected starting lineups: Westbrook, George, Leonard, Batum, Zubach, and then Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Kenyon Martin Jr., Marcus Morris, Mason Plumley. That might be the best 10-man rotation in the NBA yeah. if it's healthy. It's just all good coach. Good coach. Great coach. Uh, probably. It's, all, it's all about... Kawhi and PG, can they say healthy? I mean, that's literally the only question. Yeah. And that's why I kind of put them in the middle of what, you know, didn't want to just go fully off them being injured, which again, like you said, 75% chance Kawhi's not playing late in the year. But I didn't want to go too high. But I do think they, when healthy, they are an unbelievable basketball team. The Lakers haven't beat them in three years, four years. It's just great, like, it's just funny that we're saying when healthy, they're, but like they're not going to be healthy. Like, there's no way. Okay, so while we're here, before we go on to my Team 7, does it make any sense why Anthony Davis gets so much slander for missing time, but those two don't? Why are they protected? It's just because he plays with LeBron, and you're, in a, you're under the spotlight when you play with him. Clippers brought the spotlight. Remember, I remember everything. I don't, I don't forget what the Clippers did when they brought in Kawhi and Paul George. They had a commercial. They were wearing crowns. They crowned themselves the kings of L.A. 
So people can say, yeah, the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers have missed the playoffs. The Lakers have been bouncing around one. But in this time, the Lakers have made one more finals appearance. Oh, and they won that one, by the way. They have more conference finals appearances. They have two. The Clippers have one during this time. People like to call LeBron's era as the Lakers like, yeah, they won a title, but it's been like mid besides that. What are the Clippers then? I don't, what's the Clippers era? Oh, they make the playoffs, but they lose in round one. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? I don't understand how anyone can criticize the Lakers run under LeBron, but not criticize the Clippers run. Oh my God, they've won 13 straight regular season games. Does that matter? Does that mean that the, the Clippers are, have had a better run than the Lakers the past four years? I would 100% say no chance. Yes, they made the playoffs. No, actually, they didn't make the playoffs one year. The year the Lakers got bounced, they lost to the Timberwolves in the, in the play-in. Or no, the, Lakers, the year the Lakers missed the playoffs was that, not this, obviously the year before when the Lakers missed the playoffs, they got bounced by the Timberwolves in the play-in. So they've, they've lost in the play-in. Lost in the lost in the first round. This year, uh, then they lost in the conference finals. Uh, the year Golden State won the title. Yeah, and then the bubble year, they blew through only. Is that? Does that? I don't see success. No. Yeah, I I would say the every year for me, if LeBron doesn't win to be a title, to me is is almost a failure. Besides the year that. They had that roster that was just fucking criminal to put out the floor. <laughs> that was like, okay, well, they gave the, the they gave LeBron no chance to win that year. But I would say this year, when they got to the conference finals, I fully expected them to get to the NBA finals. Yeah. So right. that's a failure to me. It is a failure. But what the Lakers have done over the past four years compared to what the Clippers have done, the Lakers are have had a better better results than the Clippers. They have more NBA finals appearances, more NBA championships, and more conference finals appearances I, I just don't under, I've never understood the debate between who's been better for four years the Lakers and the Clippers it's not a, it's not an argument yeah the Clippers on paper should be in the NBA finals almost every year they're not all right on to my seventh I have the Cavs really love the additions this year Max Struess Shooting, they needed it. Gorgeous Niang, backup power forward, can shoot it. They needed shooting. I thought they re-signed Karis LeVert. I thought they did what they needed to do. Max Struess has playoff uh, experience. Gorgeous Niang has playoff experience. Obviously not that much because the Clippers or the Sixers don't go far, but he's got some experience. I think they just, they nailed what they needed to do. Experience and shooting, and they did that. That's why I have them so high. Who is your seven? I went Kings. Okay, I have seven. them at eight. I think I'm on board. We saw them in the playoffs. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with the Warriors. They probably really easily could have beat them. Uh, they were probably just too inexperienced and young. but I think they were the better team. Having that experience, kind of the one, the whole, whole year, the playoff experience, they'll be a lot better next year. And their roster is just really good. Yeah, really deep. The I love their roster. Awesome. Keegan Murray is going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to be good next year. I really like Solid them. team. They're fun to Solid. watch. Yeah, and they're very fun to watch. Solid team. I love the Kings. Um Sabonis, I thought, underperformed, we'd say, in that series. I thought he underperformed. He got outplayed. By Kevon Looney. That can't happen. Are the Warriors in your top ten? They're not my top ten. Really? No. Not a prayer. Yeah, that's fair? Yeah. Or is that bias? No, the roster's not good. We we talked about before, Corey Joseph and Dario Sarge are going to play minutes. (laughs) Those aren't guys that should play minutes for your team. I mean, every year, I keep since his rookie year and last year, I mean, Kaminga, he's coming. He's going to be a... After after his rookie year going to this year, oh, Kaminga's going to be like the Warriors' third best player. Really? 
Where? Moses Moody's going to be an unbelievable 3 and D guy. Where was he all season? They won. How They fucking lost like 33 regular season road games. And it was a problem for them. They did get they did get two against the Kings, but my guy, I mean, so what? Lakers series they get smoked in two of the games. Yeah. In LA, game six was the elimination game was game six was embarrassing. Game for Curry. three they lost by thirty. Curry had a towel over his head, crying. I mean, dude, they got their ass whooped. They're not good. People are just. I think people are going to think that because LeBron's had a rivalry with them for since what twenty fifteen that I'm hating. No. You just most people just aren't being realistic about their roster. Chris Paul's not thirty. Clay Thompson's two ACLs now. Draymond Green is, I mean, sure he's still a solid defender, but he just fouls people and he'll have a game where he scores twenty like two times every year. Steph's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is still one of the best players in the NBA, top five for sure. But you have to have something around him. I mean, Wiggins got to be better. He's got to, you know, he's got to get mentally correct. Kevon Looney and Dario Saric are sinners rolling in next year. You missed on Wiseman. That was huge miss. They could have the mellow ball. I mean, dude, yeah, I just can't put the words. I just think the teams I have here at 9 10. Do you think the Kings are better than the Warriors? Yeah. All right, so we'll just see when I go 9 10 if you think these rosters currently have a better team than the Warriors. So, mine, who's your eight if you had Sacramento at seven? Uh, I went Knicks. Okay, I have them at 10, so we're on board. Okay. You have the Warriors in your top 10. No, okay. just out. Nine Grizzlies. Nine Grizzlies, 10 Knicks for me. And 10. All, all those teams are better. Okay, you have the Clippers at 10. Yeah. I mean, again, you look at Memphis. I know Jaws going to miss 25 games, but guess what? Memphis has actually historically done very well when Jaws missed games. I First like- off, they have a good home court, and they're good in the regular season. Marcus year. Smart's going to be good for them. Very good. The leader. Leader, absolutely. Desmond Bain, he can score. Jaron Jackson, you know, they're... I would say the Lakers got a little lucky that Adams and Clark were un, were not healthy. Yeah. That's a huge miss. That's your, because Jaron Jackson played the four, and so did Tillman in the regular season. It was Adams and Clark who were their centers, so they had to move both of those guys to centers and then place with like guys like David Roddy. I mean, come on. You know, Jake LaRavia. Who else fucking played? Santi Aldama. Like, come on. Their roster is good. They'll be fine. I guarantee you. I would say after twenty five games, they'll they'll be sixteen and sixteen and nine without Joe, and they'll be fine. Now, I'm, I'm, do I think they're going to win a title? No, I don't think you can have a guy like Josh and number one guy to win a title. You know, entertaining player, but you know, just don't think a guy. I just don't think he's a guy that can lead you into a title. I do think they got better. You, I know you lost Tyus Jones, and Tyus Jones might be the best backup point guard in the NBA. But Marcus Smart replaces Dylan Brooks, and guess what? He's probably just a better version of Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He handles the ball better than Brooks. Yeah, and the Knicks. I like the Knicks. I like the Knicks. They're just They have a bunch of winners on their team. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brunson, absolute monster last year. R.J. Barrett had a poor shooting season. I think he'll be better. Julius Randle had a good year, and I questioned him. He was their second-best player all year, and I questioned how good he was. Um, but he was phenomenal for them. Um, Josh Hart's a winning player. Josh Hart. Vincenzo, he'll fit in Vincenzo. good. Mitchell Robinson, great rim protector. Hartenstein is your backup center. Quentin Grimes can shoot it. Um, I like their team. I like the Knicks a lot. I think Manuel that... Manuel Quickly. Qu- oh, yeah. Is quickly. Yeah, Quickly. So they're deep, man. That's what I love about the Kings and the, the Knicks. Deep teams. They don't have like a... like. Fox so what's and, the one roster that you would say, yeah, the Warriors can match up with them? In my top ten? Yeah. Like where would they be? Like who would be? Who is just outside your top ten? 
Like, were they close? Yeah. I would have probably had them... 11, 12? 11. I'd give them 11. I just don't think... I know they have the best player on the floor. Guess what? They're going to have the best player on the floor more times than not with Steph Curry. I 100% agree. You just look at the Knicks, Grizzlies, and Kings roster and the Cavs roster, and you're like... I just don't don't see them being better roster-wise than them, and that, that matters in the NBA. Look at Denver's role players in, in big games. Bruce Brown had big games. Christian Brown in the final had two huge games. You know? Aaron Gordon was phenomenal all postseason long. Like, you have to have those type of guys. They have aging guys that people want to think, people want to say that Clay Thompson is still a good defender. He's an average defender now. He was getting cooked by Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell in that Lakers series. He's getting cooked. Like, he's not the same defender he was. And, I mean, quite frankly, he hasn't been the same shooter the past couple years. Mm -hmm. Like, even when they won the title, their second best player was Andrew Wiggins. And Jordan Poole was tremendous that year. I mean, and they need, I will say, if Wiggins can get back into that form, I may change my mind a little bit on them, that they are a for-sure playoff team. I truly think right now, if you ask me, I think they're a play-in team. Do you think CP3 fits their roster better, or would you rather have Jordan, Jordan Poole? <sighs> Golly. I mean... That's... Like, how do you see that trade fitting? It'll be interesting, because I do think going for win now, I can understand the move when it comes to win now, because I just don't think Poole is ready for that. I really, I still don't. Um, it'll just be interesting because Chris Paul had the most pick and roll plays in the NBA last year. The Warriors had, as a team, had the least amount of pick and roll plays. In the I NBA. also saw that the Warriors played the fastest pace and the Suns had the slowest pace. Exactly. That's where it's going to be a balance. If I was them, I, I, I mean, he won't. I would bring him off the bench. And not that I'm not, I'm not unit. saying that he has to. You can't play him next to Steph. But not even like in crunch time. No, you can play him in crunch time. It's fine. You can play him next to Steph at times, but when Chris Paul's in there, it's going to be tough though because you're going to want to mainly run pick and rolls. But the only good thing is, the, the way it could work is Chris Paul's a great passer. Steph moves tremendous off the ball, so it can work. Just but what ma- happens when it slows down and Steph has the ball? Well, Chris Paul's not a spot up shooter. You're not just asking. You're not going to ask Chris Paul to just stand over there and shoot a three. I mean, he's not. That's not his game at all. So that's where it's going to be interesting. Late in games, if it's crunch time and it's a tight game, and Steph has the ball in his hands, why is Chris Paul out there if you're going to do that? Because he doesn't bring you catch and shoot shooting. I just think like when they match up with the Kings, it's like how is Chris Paul, Steph, and Clay going to guard Fox, Keegan Murray, and Monk, and Monk. Harrison Barnes, and like, Pointer. How I. And Davion Mitchell, how? I, it's not going to happen. Is how They're not going to be able to guard. The, and here's the thing. I worry about them being, I mean, a great scoring team. Like Jordan Poole averaged, I don't know what he averaged last year, but Chris Paul's not a 20-a-game guy anymore. Steph's going to have to be great for 82 games. And if, if he's not an all-time great, they're going to struggle. Like if he gets hurt and can only play 50 games, they're probably but out how, of the playoffs. Now, how good he was last year in the regular season? And they still only won 45 games. And their roster, their bench is worse. Hey, unless Warriors fans can finally be right and Kuminga's going to turn into goddamn Giannis and Moody's going to turn into, you know, a prime whoever 3 and D guy. 
I don't know. I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I, I think even if Steph is brilliant, I think they're at best a six seed right now. And I think they're, I seriously think they're a playing team. They're, they're a seven, eight seed. And it's tough. And you're not going to get it. You're not going to get easy matchups in these plans. That's probably playing Dallas. Well, that's tough to guard. You're asking Chris Paul and Steph Curry to guard Luka and Kyrie? Well, that's going to be tough. I mean, I'm just saying some of these teams, I mean, the West is so deep. You know, uh, you know Utah is a tough matchup for them. Um, I don't know who else is going to be good, depending on where Dame goes. I mean, Portland probably won't be good. Uh, who knows about the Rockets? Again, just saying, if they had to play that athleticism and guard that athleticism, I think that I would see them winning. Minnesota, I mean, who the fuck's guarding Anthony Edwards on that team? You put Chris Paul and Curry on them together, and they're not going to stop Anthony Edwards. And they don't have a good center either, so you're mixing a terrible defensive backcourt with not great center play. Kevon Looney had a good run there in the playoffs. Has Kevon Looney ever put 82 games together where he's 15 and 10? Never in his life. Is Dray- you, you better ask Draymond Green to be coming back to being 15, 9, and 6, and I don't see that. I don't know. I'm just – I'm not in on him. So that was our top 10. So now we're going to go into three teams that nailed the offseason and three teams that failed the offseason. The fail was tough for me, honestly. I kind of just grabbed some teams that I thought – Yeah. I struggle with this segment. That's fine. The nailed – we can go quick on this segment. Nailed was easy for me. Lakers-Suns. Suns, yeah. That's, that was my two. I couldn't – And I did the Cavs. It's tough because you're waiting on the Harden and the Dame. Exactly. You're waiting on about three and there, four teams there. And there just was not a ton of movement. Like, guys – the teams were just re-signing their guys. It wasn't free agents. The reason why I threw the Cavs in there is because I thought they improved what they needed to, which is shooting, and they brought in Struess and Niang. So I thought that was why I gave them in there. But it's not like – I thought the Lakers and Suns by far had the best offseason. Failed, I did go Warriors. I just, I mean, I don't understand. Why could, this is a question I forgot to ask. So the package that the Suns sent for Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, second round picks. Why could the Warriors not have got traded Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, and a first round pick and got Bradley Beal? Could have included Wiggins, yeah. too. Why, why could you have not got Bradley Beal? I don't understand that. Now, now they have Bradley Beal. Talk completely different. That's somebody Steph can play with. Now that's a duo. Easily. That is, they would be. I'd have. I've had. I. Had, I would have them. I would have them. Yeah, I would have them over the Clippers. I'd have them at six overall, right over the Clippers, if they had Bradley Beal. That would completely change everything. Why could they could have easily offered a better package? Now I know what they're going you know, to say. Well, they don't want to pay the salary tax. They're already paying the salary tax. They're paying Steph forty-eight million, Clay forty-two million, Draymond twenty-five, Wiggins twenty-seven, Chris Paul thirty million a year. That is, you're already over the luxury tax. Why not give yourself a better chance of winning the title? I'm. How I'm big more, of a loss do you think losing the GM is? I think it's a decent loss. I mean, I don't always think that you know it's everything, but I mean, he's been a great GM. He made some pretty fucking good teams. He's made some unbelievable teams. I mean, he had in my opinion, the best team ever. That 2017 team is the best team I've ever seen. That team that had Kevin, the, the death lineup of running Curry, Clay, Iguodala, Draymond, and KD, it was the best team I've ever seen. It was by far the best team I've ever seen. But yeah, I, I literally could not really find anybody for failed either because it was a kind of weird offseason. Yeah. It was just strange. Not much movement. So you want to – okay, so we kind of hit on the CP3 and Beal trade. Do you want to talk about Dame, your thoughts on Dame at all? Uh, I kind of have a little bit about that later. So we a little can bit start. about that later, yeah. okay. 
Well, I have something about Jane or Harden and Dame later. So. Okay, sweet. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Wimbanyama. Yeah. Um. So, what are your thoughts? You know, I know some really. You know, I I try not to like overreact to bad performances and good performances in the summer league, especially with a player like him. His first performance was not great. It was bad. He shot terrible. Again, though, I don't think just after watching. I think I'm glad I watched him though because. I think Before you start, I'm going to add, when his career is over, he will be a top what player of all time? This is tough. Um, Without seeing him play one game. Let's just, do you think he would make? Top 15. Really? Yeah. So you think he's going to be an all-time great? Yeah, I think he's going to be an all-time great. I see it. I see, I see it. I think that what the Spurs are going to do this year with him is going to be smart. So, I already know immediately he's going to be one of the best defensive basketball players in the NBA for a long, long time. Yeah, he's but again, real defensively. That's not that's not an all time great. He's got to he's got to you know offensively. We talk we've talked about it uh, off pod. He's you know people thought coming in that he was like a sniper from three. It's not the case. Shot twenty six percent exactly over three years. But we both agreed. Beautiful form, beautiful. He has the form to yeah. be a great shooter. It's going to take time offensively. I don't expect him in the first year. I think he will average. I think his first year averages around 16, 17 a game. I don't think he's going to be LeBron 20, 24 a game guy in the first year. I think he's 17 a game, 10 rebounds, three, four blocks. I think he's going to be really good as a rookie. And people are going to, what's going to be sad is he's going to only average 17 points and people are going to think it's bad. And they're already going to, because most people out there are thinking like, he's going to average fucking 25 a game his rookie year. That's not going to happen. He's got a lot more developing to do offensively before he can get to that point. I just truly think he's going to be, I think by the end of his career, he is a 40% three-point shooter. So ranking centers all time, like. (laughs) I would put him, if. Who are your top centers ever? Uh, so I would have uh, Kareem at one, Wilt Shaq two three. I really alternate there. Who am I missing? Oh, Bill Russell. Oh no no. Uh, no, I don't consider Bill. Akeem Elijah one four. Jokic five is my top five right now. Center so Where do you think he'll finish up? Like, do you think he'll crack so the Elijah? I have one? I have Akeem Elijah one at eleven overall all time. I think. So you don't think he's gonna top? You don't think he's going to crack, like, that top five centers? No, I don't think he cracked – I well, because I have Nikola Jokic as the 19th greatest player of all time right now. So you think he'll end I up I think he'll end up Jokic, right so around Jokic, if not better. Yeah. That's fair. I don't think he's going – I I definitely – I'll say this. I definitely don't think he eclipses Kareem Wilt-Shaq. Yeah. I think he can eclipse Hakeem at 11. I, I would say that's my ceiling, is he can get it right above Hakeem. I don't think he can reach Shaq, Wilt, Kareem, though. My whole thing about him is, I think he'll be a good player. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be an all-star. He'll be a, a star player in the league. I'm sure he'll get a max contract. He'll be a first team, you know, NBA selection, all that stuff. I just thought it was always unfair to just label him as the greatest prospect ever. You know, could he be the best player of all time? Um, I just think that's too much when, you know, we've had people like LeBron, Kobe, Warren. I think he's the... Uh... I think he's the third greatest draft prospect ever. But yeah, I just don't like how people were saying that he could be the best player of all time. I, I personally don't think he's going to crack the... I don't think he's going to crack the Kareem, Shaq, 
Olajuwon will. I don't think he'll ever crack that status. I really don't. Um, now, could he be a top 50 player of all time? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I don't, I don't know what I would a... say. I don't know what I would say he's going to crack. Okay, so my top center. But I don't think he'll crack that top center tier. I think he can at highest on my center list get to four. It would be my would be my pick. I don't think well he won't be the greatest player of all time. That, first off, I don't I'm not obviously I, I didn't watch Michael Jordan. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't think he can even get to second of all time. Speaking Who's your third? Honest, Kobe. Kobe. I don't think I'm on the list. I don't think the top three will ever change ever in the history of the NBA. I think that <laughs> But what's crazy is people don't even have Kobe three though. Like a lot of people. Yeah, and I think I think uh you know it's fair. Um, I think you if 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 somebody had a I I would never put Kobe farther than five, because I don't think I don't think Shaq's over him, personally. I do think if you had Cream and Wilt over Kobe, I wouldn't argue. My do you want to know who my four is? Mm-hmm. Shaq. That's is fair. That fair. That's fair. No, because I think Kareem, Wilt, and Shaq are interchangeable. I would have no argument with that at all. That's why I have them. I go LeBron, Michael, Kobe, Kareem, Wilt, Shaq. That's my six, and you could. It moves around all the time between. Mainly, I do keep Kareem as the greatest center ever, but I bounce back and forth from Shaq and Wilt. You could have Shaq over Wilt or Kareem, and I really wouldn't complain because Shaq is probably the most dominant player to ever play yeah, this game. That's what I think. And yeah, I would have to look at five real long to see who I would put there. Yeah, I mean, I got some active guys now. I had a few active guys in my rankings. I got uh, four, five, five active players in my top twenty-five. LeBron, LeBron 1. LeBron, KD, Steph. Steph, 7. Jokic. Steph, 7. KD, 12. Jokic, 19. Wait, who's, wait. don't tell me. I bet you don't guess it. It's CB. a guard. Guard, no. Kyrie. Shooter. Lefty. Lefty. Don't tell me. Lefty? We just talked He's about active? Him. Yeah, we just talked about him a second ago. Oh my god, dude. And this might be this might be, you know, this this one probably will get critiqued, I'm sure. But I think he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. Oh, really? You have Harden in the top twenty five? I have Harden at twenty two. I don't think I'd have him top twenty five. I think Harden what he did in Houston just again, I don't base my I don't like basing my top twenty five. All team success has a part of it, one hundred percent. Individually though, individual score. He's top five all time, and I mean those two Don't seasons you think where he averaged success 30, has to be something though. It does, it does, and I think if he had play, faded. if he had playoff, so many moments. if he had playoff success, he would be a lot higher. He'd be a top list. ten player. I think though, what he did for those three years, averaging what I think he went 32, 36, 34 a game, the scoring he did was, it was incredible. In my opinion, he's just one. He's the third greatest. What I got, third greatest shooting guard ever for me. No, fourth greatest shooting. Yeah, guard I would ever. not have put. I would not have guessed that. Fourth greatest shooting guard ever for me, behind Michael, Kobe, and Wade. I did think Chris Paul. I did thought about Chris Paul. So who who has the best chance to crack the top ten of guys playing, including Wimby? Would you say it's Jokic, Luka, Wimby, Giannis? Like who? Luka and Giannis. Gian- you can only pick one. Came very close. Oh, can you only pick one? Like who Giannis. has the best chance to crack? I'll the say top Giannis. 10? Just because he because how has. how far he already is along on the on the trail, and especially because I think he will Why probably. Him over- Jokic. First off, I think he with. I think he will have more success in winning 
the rest of his career. Just longevity. And I, 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 like I, we talked about, I just don't see Jokic as a guy. I think Giannis, when he turns like 35, could easily just be a dominant center. Yeah. He's seven foot, 250 pounds. He could just be a center. Like Jokic, and it's not even, I, I just think that, I don't know, man, no, if Jokic won back to back, I will say this. If Jokic won back to back, I'd jump to 11. I'd jump him over Akeem if he wins back to back titles. Wow. The guy, here's the reason why I can't have. It's going to be so tough for somebody active right now to get in my top 10. That's bumping out Tim Duncan. He's my 10. Yeah, he always just gets forgotten. Like, Magic's 8, Bird's 9, Duncan's 10. It's a tough list to get inside of. I think that Giannis. It it happens. It will happen. And hell, if Giannis goes on a run and wins fucking four NBA titles and dominates basketball for the next seven, eight years, he probably will be in my top 10. It will probably happen. Or Jokic. What if Jokic. I'm not saying he's going to because I don't think he will. What if he like three beats or back to back? Where's KD? Twelve, right behind a king. Can he crack the top ten or no? Like, let's say he's no, the I think number it's two done. guy. I think it's done. It's I think he's set at twelve. I, I just don't. Unless he comes out next year and he's let's like, let's say he wins a couple titles, but he's clearly the two guy. I'd maybe jump him over Elijah one, but I wouldn't jump him over Duncan at ten. He would not get. So my he's top not getting 10. in your ten. Ever. No, no. Guy that also I think is underrated. Dirk Nowinski, I have him at 13. I think Dirk doesn't get talked about enough for what he did. You know, Dirk was a special, special player. Dwayne Wade, very good, have him at 16. David Robinson, that's another center. He was unbelievable in his time. But, yeah, so that would be that. So so you think what – so what would yours be? What do you think Wimby ends around? And, hell, you don't got to say he's a top 10 center of all time. You don't think that. It's, he def- I mean, it's very possible. He could, yeah, I, I don't could know, be, man. Everyone can be – people can be wrong. And I'll say top lose. 100 player of all time. Okay. I'm not going to say he'll make the top 75. I don't all know. All right. That's fair. I mean, he obviously – I'm very excited players. to see how it plays out throughout his career, though. He's going to he, – there's no way he's a bust. No. He's going to be a well, good player. Well, well – Unless injuries. What – but – okay, if he's just a good player, 22 and 11, three ball- – that's going to be considered a bust by many. If he's but not to me, like not, not to me either. Not to I would I, basketball fans. I would agree, but to a lot of media people that have overblown. When I say bust, I mean like out of the league in like five. Oh, okay, years. No, like, he won't. No, no, there's like, no. He's going to be. A he's good going player. to be good because here's the thing. In my opinion, at worst, he's going to go down as a top five defensive center of all he's time. Too big. He's too. He'll have too much skill. But yeah, I think he'll struggle this year a little bit. Just and hell with smaller guys getting underneath him. He went to. He's going to a team that has developed a couple great big guys in their day. Obviously, he's a different type. We'll see if Pop can get his little yeah, magic I'm back. Shocked that he signed a five-year deal. That was wild. All right, so we're going to go to outside of the top five picks. Four guys that you loved in this draft class, and two you don't. Like just actual picks or just actual players? I I went a mixture of players and then where the and then a little bit of value on some of these guys too. All right, my one was Anthony Black. Me too. I that was my number one. I love his game, dude. He is so fun to watch. I just he's going to be an unbelievable player in this league. The first time I watched him was when they played in Maui last year, and I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? So talented. And his game's better for the NBA. Uh, he was his In college, he'd be a point guard, of, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he's their, point, he's, he's their starting point guard. He's an NBA point guard like, all the way. Like, in college, his game just couldn't like blossom in college just because the way college is played. Dude, his game is going to be so good in the NBA. I love that pick. Yeah. That was my outside the top. That was easily my favorite. Number two for you. Uh, 
I I just love Jordan Hawkins. I don't know why. I love Jordan Hawkins too. I love him off the list just because I talked too much about him. And I, I wanted. I was hoping you'd have him on your list so you can talk yeah. a little bit more about him because I. Sni- I mean, I think snipers like that. They just work in the NBA. He's athletic. He can jump. He can run. I like him a lot. So my number two is my guy Taylor Hendricks. Unbelievable value. I thought. Yeah, I've never watched him. I've literally never watched so him play once. So I will. I will adjust and say that I don't think he's better. I had him as the fifth best prospect in the draft. So I had a Shooter Thompson at six. I will say after watching the Shooter, I know it's just some like I think a Shooter should be five. But I do think Taylor Hendricks is going. To, he hasn't. I don't think he's played much. I think he got injured. So I do think he's going to be a special player for them. I love. He's just his game. He's just so long. He's so balanced. He does everything good. He can shoot it. Handle the ball at six ten. I just love his game, and I think it's a. It was a. It was a steal for Utah, in my opinion, at nine. I would have had him going higher. Number three? I'll give you some Laker love. All right. You know I'm big on Jay. You, you uh, love Hood Chifino. I didn't have him on here. Um, but I, just, I do love him. It's like what we said about I just think I think he's an NBA point guard. He's got size. He can, you know, get you off the dribble. I just think he fits the NBA. Good playmaker, good defender. Yeah. He'll be a fine. Gotta improve the shooter. Gotta improve the three, but he he'll improve stroke. it. Good he stroke, yeah, he'll be fine. So uh, this one was, especially after watching this guy in the summer league, this one was mainly for value. Cam Whitmore going 20 was an extreme robbery. Cam Whitmore is going to be good. Um, I I wasn't the su- – I, I had him – I think I had him my last month going like 11 or 12. I wasn't super high on him like everyone else was. But when he started falling, and now to know the reason why he fell, it's ridiculous. Did you see that? No, what was it? Because he, him and him and Grady Dick, I guess, are were buddies or whatever, and he was, like, uh, scouts heard him like making dick jokes to Grady, as a joke, and they thought they literally he said he was falling because they thought he was just so immature because of that. Huh. It's one of the worst reasons I've ever heard for dude. It's twenty twenty three. These kids are different these days than when you were drafting in the early two thousands and nineties. It's the world you live in today. It's just it's just good fun, and that's why he fell to twenty. The Rockets got a top ten, top twelve guy at twenty. They nailed the draft. Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore, unbelievable draft. Athletes for them. right there. Here's your four. Is your four Keontae George? It is not because that's my I'm, four. Okay, and I didn't because I left him off here for I left him off here because I didn't like him coming in, so I didn't want to I didn't want to now just throw him on as one of my favorites. Uh, it just kind of just fits like the four guys I have on my list. I just think it's guys that fit the NBA better. I think he's just a scorer. I mean, he's going to be a guy who's going to be put in the game to put the ball in the bucket. That's what he does. Better passer than I thought he was too. So far, what I've seen, better pass. And I never thought of that because how he played in college, Baylor literally just asked him to shoot and score. So I never crossed my mind that, oh, he could play point guard because he is only 170 pounds. So I think him playing point guard better fits him in the NBA too. Instead of playing some of those bigger guards, he can be playing a point. Uh, but I, you know, we'll talk about that a little more in rapid fire because I mean he's gonna be one of my. Who's he's your one four? Of my stand up. This guy, in my opinion, I did. I had him going. I think I had him going sixteen or seventeen in my last mock draft. If this guy didn't have an injury plague season in college, he's a top ten talent in this class. Derek Whitehead. I love his game. It, again, another guy I think that translates the the way he plays is much more fit to the NBA than it was at Duke. What Duke asked. I think injuries hurt him, and you know, I thought he. I think he's a top ten talent uh, in this class. But he had a down season. He had an injury plague season. He fell to the Nets. I think he's actually going to get with what the Nets are building. Did which he is play more, in the summer league? Yeah. How was he? He he played pretty well. He had a couple. He had a couple down games. A couple good games. I mean, 
he wasn't their best rookie. But <laughs> I think he's going to be good, and especially because I think the way the Nets are going, if they don't land Dame, which I don't think they will, they're kind of building, let's build future. We have a ton of draft picks. Let's build our young guys. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Don't, didn't like. I put the two Michigan guys, Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard. Same. I just, I don't like their games. Jet played well the game I saw him, but I just. That was six, a reach. Picking him over Grady and Jordan Hawkins. At 6'7", 205, he's not the athlete you want him to be. You know, he is good size, but he's not like an athlete athlete. Like, he's not like a jump out of the gym type. You know, he's, and, and let's be honest, lost 10, 12 games at Michigan, he wasn't good. He shot terrible. And, you know, I think the only upside for him, I didn't understand the Buffkin pick. I didn't have Buffkin in my first round. I don't know where the fuck he came from. I didn't know he was good at Michigan. Was he good? I don't. I, I don't remember. remember. I didn't. I didn't remember his name when I saw Buffkin on draft boards. Like who the fuck is? I didn't have him in my top. Never once had him in my first round. I didn't know who he was. I and mean, he goes fifteen. Atlanta. Do they have enough point guards? They have. They have Murray and Trey Young. They could have got. Why didn't they take Cam Whitmore? What a mistake that was. I see a little bit of upside with Jet because he's long. He does have a nice jump shot, so I think he could be a good shooter. I didn't love it. 11, like you said, Dick and Hawkins were there. Cam Whitmore was there. I think Cam's a better prospect. I understand they wanted shooting. Well, I think the two best shooters in the class, though, were Grady and Hawkins. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know Grady did not shoot well in the summer league, but that's fine. I, he's going to be fine. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll be fine. fine. You know what I was more impressed with Grady? His ability off the dribble. I thought it already looked better than it looked in college. I thought his off the dribble looked really good, actually. And that was the thing I was worried about. Teams that smother him, can he get his own shot differently than just being a catch-and-shoot guy? And he looks like he's worked on it. So, yeah, so did you do the top 10 picks if we combined this year yeah. and last year's? All right. So, Wimby won, obviously. Right? Yep, I went Wimby won. I still went Scoot, too. Okay, I went Chet. Okay. Uh, Chet, three. I went Bancaro, four. Okay, I went Scoot, three, Bancaro, four. Um, I'm going to the same bathroom. Jamari Smith, five. Okay, I went Benedict Mather in five. I love Benedict Mather. I think he's going to be special. Really? Yeah, I love his game. Him and Tyrese Halliburton, that's a duo to watch. I think the Pacers make the playoffs next year. Uh, uh, six. I went Thompson. And then Thompson nine. for me, and then I went Jabari Smith, seven. Okay. So I went Keegan Murray, seven. Oh, okay, I went Keegan Murray, eight. So right after. Because, I mean, yeah. Um, I really wish I wouldn't want this guy here at nine now, but we have it. So I went eight. Matherin. Matherin, okay. Nine, I really wish I wouldn't want this guy now, but I would change if I can. Who'd you put? And then Brandon Miller, and I'd change it to a Sure Thompson. Nine is my Sure, or yeah, nine is a Sure Thompson. Okay, so I would change Brandon Miller out for a Sure Thompson. Yeah. I think a Sure just has much more upside all around basketball. My game. ten is Anthony Black. That was a tough one for me. I was debating between him and Ivy. Dude, after watching Brandon Miller, I'm kind of out on him. Dude, it didn't look good, and then he, he didn't even know who Chris Middleton was. Did you see that? He thinks he's a sniper. Like, he's not a sniper. No, no, and, he and, just falls in love with the jump shot too much. And then he's saying that we plan on going to the NBA Finals next year in Charlotte. It didn't sound like a smart guy. Obviously not, though, right? I guess we should have known he's not smart for what he was doing in Alabama. So I guess yeah. we should have known the IQ wasn't there. He also just disappears in games, like, all the time. Dude, I mean, I would honestly... Because I did this... I don't know when I did this top ten. I, would, I think I would almost have... I think I would have Anthony Black over 
Keegan Murray and Jabari. Dude, I think wow. he's going to be special, special. Jabari. All right, so we're now going to – this is a good NBA segment. Um, talked a while there about the NBA. Um, now we're going to get into some NFL, NFL stuff. We're going to start out with some uh, uh, NFL over-under win totals for some teams. Um, brought to you by FanDuel. Only use FanDuel. Um, so I'm going to have five teams from the AFC, five teams from the NFC, and you tell me over or under. Okay. Ravens at 10.5 wins. Wow. I'm going to go under at 10 wins, 10 and 7. Okay. I think 9 and 8. I go under as well. I think it's way too high in that division, too. I mean, that division finishes so cluster every year. Steelers will be. I mean, Steelers are probably going to be last, and they're going to be really good. Yeah, they'll probably go 7 and 10, 8 and 9. Yeah. That's why I think. I, honestly, I could see the Ravens going 8 and 9. I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on Lamar. I'm still not. I'm still not. I just can't. Just as a passer, I can't get over it. Browns, nine and a half. You're a Browns guy. I'm going to go under at nine. Okay. I, I still trust the Ravens and the Bengals more. and I, I mean, I still trust the Steelers, too, more than the Browns right now, to be honest. I have them slightly over at 10-7. Yeah, you're high on the Browns I, have the Brown, I, I, I think the Browns are going to surprise some teams. Uh, Broncos at eight and a half. Under. I have slightly under as well. I think they will be definitely better than they were last year, which it'd be hard to be worse. I think that the AFC is just so tough. I don't know if they win a division game against the Chargers or the Chiefs. Well, they're not going to beat the Chiefs. And they could get two against the Raiders because I don't think the Raiders are going to be good, but probably a split. If Jimmy's healthy, a split. So, so you're looking at one and possibly one and five in that division. Two let's and they, four at the best. They split. That's two and four. Two and yeah. four. I don't think they go over. I have met. I have met eight and nine. Jaguars nine and a half. Over easily. Hammered. I think they. If it's not 12. over easily, then they had Trevor Lawrence game. got injured. If they don't go over that, I have them. At, I actually. Well, we'll get it. That's we're easily get the it worst later. division, right, in the league. Yeah, that one or the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Panthers. But I actually think the Saints and Panthers are decent. I still think it's yeah, it's it's the Jags. I have the I think the Jags go twelve and five. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Do have a tough schedule. They're also adding Calvin Ridley. Is a guy I love. I think. Oh shit. Yeah, Damn. and they kept Evan Ingram, and they have Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and their defense is good. I think the Jags are going to be ETN. ETN, and they drafted Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. I love him as their backup running back. This one, uh, not as easy as the Jags for me, but the Jets at nine and a half. Tough division. It's tough, this is one where I'd have division. to see their schedule. We I we I, don't I, know listen, I listened to the one that you did with Schmidt. I couldn't I was I couldn't believe that he that was what it was I can't. I, so did you go over? I would go I, they're gonna win I have them eleven and six. Dude. They went what did they go last year? What did you say, nine and a half? Yeah. I'll say they go ten and seven. What did they go last year? I seven and ten. I'm honestly not sure. Mike White was their quarterback. They now have Aaron Rodgers. And I know you don't like him. I know you're not high on Rodgers. Rodgers to Wilson is going to be one of the deadliest connections in the NFL this year. Because Garrett Wilson's a stud. And their defense? God, dude, the Jets are going to be... That AFC is so tough. Panthers at 7.5 with a rookie quarterback. I'll go under as well. Have I gone over on anyone? Jags. Jet. And Jets. Okay. Two. 
Okay, well... Uh, Under, it's tough to win with a rookie quarterback. Over. I think they won the division. Wow. Mm, no, th- no, sorry. Don't win the division. I think they go 9-8, and they sneak into the playoffs. Who's winning the division? Saints? So Saints, 9.5. I'll go over, then. Also, they win 10 or 11. I do, too, because I, I think they'll probably sweep the Buccaneers and the Falcons, and they'll split with the Panthers. Uh, so I'm guessing you'd have the Falcons. The Falcons are set at eight and a half. This is crazy. This might be my max bet of the century. It should be like four and a half. Dude, there's no chance they get to nine wins. No. How is it eight and a half? Hammering under. I think they might win five games. Yeah, I love their talent. I think the over the over under should be what five five games five and five a half. half. I put it at five and a half. If you want to get if How you want to if you want to respect eight eight and a half. Okay, how did I get to eight? If you want to respect their young weapons, the most I would have put it is six and a half. And I still might take taking the under at six and a half. What are they basing off of? Yeah, they have Pitts, London, and Bijan on the great line. You still have to have a competent quarter <laughs> a competent quarterback to and what do we know about Desmond Ritter? Nothing. Lions, nine and a half. I'm high on the Lions this year, so I'm gonna say over. Okay, I went under. Cowboys, this line is fucking criminal. Nine and a half. They will win ten games easily. Yeah, I have them. I have them finishing second division at eleven and six, I believe. So yeah, over easily over. So that leads us into our top ten teams, as of currently. Let's alternate, and I'll let you go first. Who's my one? I would hope the Chiefs. It's the Eagles, though, isn't it? No, it's the Chiefs. Okay. You got it. It's got to be the it's Chiefs. It's got to be. Until until someone beats them again, it's got to be the Chiefs. They have the best player in the league. By far. They have the best I mean, tight end ever. They have the best. Travis Kelsey's probably a top 10 player, too. I'm just so. saying, the Chiefs go back-to-back. Andy Reid's going to be up there debating who's the greatest coach of all time as well. Yeah, I saw Colin Coward was saying that. He's already, in my opinion, I think he's the greatest offensive mind ever. If he wins four titles, do you think he's... Does Belichick have six? Yeah. If he gets four, do you think he's the best? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he'll get four. If he doesn't get four, that's a disappointment. The only reason that makes me waver a little bit from them getting so many Super Bowls is how tough the AFC is. And Travis, the like, one seed Travis is, being the, old. The one seed is going to be huge to get. Even bigger this year. Not having to play three AFC teams to get to the Super Bowl. One, two, three is pretty easy, right? Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals? No. Uh-uh. Wow. Eagles at two. This is gonna be this is gonna be controversial. Oh, I know it's gonna be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought you were gonna say the Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the third best team in the NFL. After next year, you'll be saying that Trevor Lawrence is the second best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You they know have, I'm not a huge C Law guy. You're not a huge C Law guy. First off, they have he's he's unbelievable. He's he's cut from a different cloth. That comeback was insane. I mean. Build a legend right there. Start the legend That's with that comeback. 27 0 down? Yeah. Start the legend. First off, I just love Doug Peterson. He was the perfect fit for him. Offensive mind. They hired a great defense coordinator what with Doug Peterson. What was more of that game? The start, was it more of T Law or was it more of just Brandon Saley being the worst head coach of all time? You know how I feel about him. And there's a reason why they're going to be so low on my list. I want to say it was T. It was brilliant. Was it was no. It was brilliant, but I think it was more T. Law. But Staley's a fucking dumbass. 
How is he an NFL head coach? Just because they make the playoffs and win some games in the regular season, he's a he's a head coach. He's like with dude. He's like with Dan Campbell. They shouldn't be head coaches. How big is the gap between Chiefs, Eagles, and then Jags? Like how big is Not it? Big. Huge. They're they're the two best by far. So it's four is four Bengals. Yeah, four Bengals. Why'd you go the Jags over the Bengals? Because first off, I think they have better head coach. I also don't. You know, I'm not a fan of what's his name. Zach Taylor. I'm not a fan of him at all. How invested is Joe Mixon into football? Um, I think the Jags have a better defense. I mean, so weapons wise, you would go the Bengals for sure. But man, those Jags weapons are looking nice this year. Ridley, Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, ETN. I still think I just trust Joe Burrow a little bit more. Yes, to and make, I didn't. I did, and I'll, I'll say it right now. I didn't overstep my boundary and put Trevor Lawrence as a better quarterback than Joe Burrow right now. Do I think he will be? Absolutely. Do I think yeah. Trevor Lawrence is is that guy? Yeah. So I got the Bengals at four. So who, you had the Bengals at three. Yeah, I went Niners at four. Okay. What about that. Wow, the quarterbacks controversy. Yeah. Do you not have them in their top ten? No, they're in my top ten. They're not four. They are. I have them at six. I just think their roster is just so loaded. It's so good. God, like, it's like you said for some other. Why team. didn't Brady? Why didn't Brady go play there? If you just get decent quarterback play, which is what Brock Purdy give you gave you, you're gonna be in the NFC title game. And imagine if Trey Lance booms. The talent that he has. It's gonna be a clash between them and the Eagles. If Trey Lance booms, they'll beat the Eagles. If Trey Lance booms, I think they're on the same level. It'll be a 50-50 game. So I have them at six. I have the Jets at five. Best defense in football. Roger. So you're totally off the Bills then. Not totally. I mean, I got them at seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. Dude. When you watch Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, one thing stands out to me the most about the three. Decision. Well, you have them as their fifth AFC team. Is that right? Yeah. Here's the one thing that stands out to me about Josh Allen when you're comparing him with Mahomes and Burrow, decision-making. Dude had... They were my five. So they I went Bills, five, Jags, six. Okay, I have the Jets, five. Jets, five, obviously. I mean, you know why I've talked about the Jets enough. Nine or six, Bills, seven. I just think dude, he his, he's questionable when it comes to decision-making. That's a lot of red zone turnovers to have as a quarterback. You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. And I just don't think that... I think the Jets. What? What did the name one thing the Bills did this offseason that made their roster like get completely better? Like, yeah, they could have Von Miller back, and who knows, he might have a really good year. But he's coming off of what? Is he Achilles? Or yeah. is it an ACL? I thought it was ACL. But still, ACL at thirty four. How explosive is he going to be? <sighs> you know, you look at the you look at the Bengals. I don't think that they did. They got substantially better, but like they have Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And Joe Mixon, the running game is also a massive question in Buffalo. You know, people can say, well, what about the Chiefs? I thought Pacheco was better than any running back to play for Buffalo last year. I yeah. thought Pacheco was better. And McKinnon. I think McKinnon is almost better than all the running backs. Let's to play say for they Buffalo. get Dalvin Cook. Where well, we... if they got Dalvin Cook, we're talking, they're probably five. I'd jump them over the Jets and the Niners. I wouldn't jump them over the Bengals, Jags, Eagles, and Chiefs, though. Okay. I just question Josh Allen's decision making. So who's your seven? Take a guess. Did you go Cowboys? Did you go Jets? I did go Cowboys. Okay. You like that? Yeah. I have the Cowboys at eight, so we're right around the Dude, same. Dude, it's crazy. Like Right around the same. That's the third. That's only that's only the third NFC team we made. They used to get wins because their division was ass. But, like, 
They're legit. They're a good football team. They are. They just don't do it. They just can't put it all together when it comes to the postseason. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just. Crazy. I mean, you know what the Cowboys are going to do? They're going to win 10 to 12 games. They're going to make the playoffs. They might lose in the first round, or they're going to win a game and lose in the second round. That's just the Cowboys rinse and repeat. You know, and that's why I can't, I'm not. I think their roster is up there with anybody in the NFL. Adding Brandon Cook. That is something that's not getting talked about enough is adding him. He's a good receiver. Yeah. Michael Gallup's now your three. That I, that Michael Gallup is the two. You know I talked about it last year. That worried me all the time. Now he's the three. The one thing I worry about, I know Zeke was old last year. Can Pollard take that workload? Can his body hold up? He already got injured. I will say this about his injury. It was a freak accident. It was a freak accident. It wasn't like a, again, you would rather, you would rather break your leg almost recovery-wise than an ACL or an Achilles because those can linger. The leg break, that's not something that should leave. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, his body wore down. Like, someone no, yeah, tackled yeah. him and it's... It just broke. Like, yeah. No, I a, agree. It was a freak. It but was a freak but still, though, even even if he fully recovers, it is going to be different for him over 17 games getting the bulk of... I mean, because yeah. he's going from 7, 8 carries a game to 18, 20 carries a game and a lot more touches. You know, he got probably 13 touches a game last year. Now he's getting 25, 26. I he's I do think he is otherworldly gifted and he's he is a freak. I love Tony Pollard and I think if he is healthy, there is no reason why the Dallas Cowboys again should not be competing for the Super Bowl. They should, especially in this NFC. What the Cowboys need to do is here's the problem: they got to beat out the Eagles because if you don't beat out the Eagles, that means you have to go through the Niners and the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl. If you're the one seed, you only have to get to get through one of those teams. Because let's say they finish as the wild card five, right? Let's say they finish as the five, and the Niners are the two, and the Eagles are the one. If the Niners win, well, then you're playing one of those two teams in the second round. Let's say you play the Niners, and then the Eagles win their conference championship game. Then you got to beat the Eagles in the conference championship, and then you got to beat the Chiefs. So you're telling me you're having a run of probably, let's just say, you're having a run to get to the Super Bowl of New Orleans, San Fran, Philly, Kansas City. Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Yeah. It's just tough for me to think that they can do that. Do they have the roster to do it? 1,000%. They will be a top three defense in the NFL this year. They will be. Their cornerback play is going to be a lot better. Deron Bland's not going to have to play on the boundary. He gets to move back to spot. I know Gilmore's older. Gilmore's still a good corner, though. Safeties are nailed. Linebacker, a couple young guys. Got, the D-line is going to be nasty, especially if Mozzie Smith is a run stopper, like a legit run stopper that the Cowboys are missing, then I think the Cowboys will be very good. I'm interested to see your 9-10. I don't have any more NFC teams. Well, my teams. 8 was Jets. Oh, Jets. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I don't have any more NFC teams. I only have three NFC teams in here. My you 9, have... I went Ravens. Okay, they are not in my top 10. I have the Dolphins. Dolphins are my 10. Okay. The 10 was tough. It was between the Chargers and the, the Browns, and I went with the Chargers. I could have gone Chargers. Yeah, I probably should have gone Chargers at, instead of the Ravens, but... Well, here's the reason why... The Chargers are just kind of like the, the Cowboys... Here's your counter to having the Ravens, though. They don't have a problem at head coach. You they gotta have... worry about Brandon Staley and his game management skills, man. Culture. Culture. The Ravens just have, like you said, teams like the Ravens and the Steelers. Defense. Yeah, the Steelers. The Steelers had so many years where they probably should have been like a four-one team, but their culture gets them to seven, eight, nine wins. The Ravens are the same way. Yeah, the Ravens were, you know, me picking the Ravens, Ravens go last year. Was they like... made the playoffs. Yeah, they lost to the Bengals. Dude, but Lamar they, was hurt. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like the Ravens culture, it's incredible. They, they should not they should have been a five win team last year. They almost beat the Bengals too. Like, yeah, they should 
Yeah. Oh, because they had the uh, the fumble at the, the one fumble at the line. one yard line. Yeah, they should have. There you go. That's one. Like the Colts, and the, that's why I worry about me picking the Ravens was like me picking the Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I See, I went with the Chargers there. because how should the Chargers be bad? It's like the Cowboys. Dude, Talent-wise, they're a top five, top six, seven roster. Dude, the Chargers have Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson, Gerald Everett, a pretty <laughs> solid O-line, and a quarterback that is unbelievable arm talent, and they have talent on defense. How are they going to be? How they're they're literally just like the Cowboys. How two, can the Chargers? Two words. How can the Char? Brandon Staley is how he's way worse, way worse of a coach than. Uh, God, what's our coach's name? I can't. I'm just forgetting his name right now. I'm blanking. Cowboys Mike McCarthy. Coach. He's way worse than Mike McCarthy. It's not even close. Mike McCarthy's a way better head coach. Mike McCarthy actually wasn't bad last year. You called Staley the day he was hired, too. A bad hire. Where I was right. (laughs) (laughs) He is bad, dude. I'm telling you. I just don't understand him. He's a head coach. He literally is only a head coach because he was under an offensive wizard in Sean McVay. How did he not get fired after that? I have a bad feeling. It's going to... Brandon Staley being under Sean McVay got him a job. And I know Biennemi didn't get hired as a head coach. I have a feeling that he isn't the offensive mind we think he is. Well, luckily for luckily for a franchise, they're gonna find out as an OC and not yeah, the head not coach. a head coach. And so. the Chargers are finding out right now. Chargers should have made they should have made a move for Sean Payton. He would have easily went there, dude. Why I did just, they not go? get I Sean just don't Payton? get how he kept his job after that loss in the playoffs. I mean, think of all. I mean, all these teams. I relatively like their head coach. So who did you leave off your top ten? So my two next would have been the Browns and Ravens. Okay. Like, most of these head coaches, I think they're actually, like, should be NFL jobs. Andy Reid. Well, I fucking hate this guy, but Nick Sirianni. Doug Peterson. Don't like Zach Taylor, but he's much better than Staley. Uh, I actually like Robert Sala for the Jets. I think he's an unbelievable defensive mind. Uh, Obviously, 49ers coach. My God, why am I blanking on coaches' names? Shanahan. Shanahan, great coach. You like McDaniel? I love McDaniel. I love McDaniel. I'm not honestly not gonna lie. Not a huge McDermott fan for the Bills. I think he's a good coach. What about I don't think he's I love McVeigh. I wish McVeigh was a Cowboys coach. I wish we would go. I would say, Hey McVeigh, look at your team. No future. Come to Dallas. I would love him in Dallas. I think McVeigh is an unbelievable coach. He's just kind of. Does they, Dallas have a future though? Like, do they? I mean, they have all their assets and a bunch of young guys. I mean, they haven't fucked away anything. No, the Cowboys... That's the thing about the Cowboys is they don't make dumb decisions. Like who, though? Other than Parsons? Pollard? Pollard, CD, Diggs, uh, Tyler Smith on the O-line, Terrence Steele on the O-line. One of our top So they are... Are are they a young team? Van Der Esch is only 26. I think we're not like a young team, but we're not an old team. We're kind of a... It's kind of a mixture like our old guys that are, you know, we got Gilmore's thirty-one. Obviously, Martin's getting older. Tyrone Smith's getting older. I mean, Dak's only fucking twenty-eight for fuck's sake. He's not old, <laughs> and I think Sean McVay could work wonders with Dak. Um, our safeties are good. I mean, we got Hooker, we got Donovan Wilson, and uh, Jaron Curse. I love our safeties, and the Cowboys don't make dumb decisions with draft picks. They have their draft picks every year. Like they don't make dumb decisions with their draft picks. Look at the Rams did. Now, did it work for the Rams that one year when they traded everything, all their future way to win that Super Bowl? It did. But now look at the Rams. They are fucked for the next five years. Probably longer. Yeah, I mean they don't have a first round pick. Especially because McVay's probably going to leave them too. And they don't have a first round pick. Donald's going to leave. They don't have a first round pick. 
the last two years, and they don't have a first round pick for two more years. Do they, in the next three years, they're probably going to lose McVay, Stafford, and Aaron Donald. Possibly Cooper Cup. Probably. He's a free agent. They already lost Ramsey. And they're going to have no picks. That's why I didn't talk about the Dolphins getting Jalen Ramsey. I mean, huge get. Where would the Dolphins go if they got Cook? I think I would. God. I just can't get myself to say the Dolphins are better than the Cowboys. If he could stay healthy and be a re- still a really good every down back, I think I'd jump him over to the Cowboys and the Bills. To what? Seven. Okay. I don't think I'd put him over the Niners yet. Two is still – here's – no, you know what? I'll change my mind. No. I keep him at nine. Two has still got to prove it to me that he can play and be fine mentally. Like, yeah. That's dangerous what happened to him, you know? All right. Top ten quarterbacks. I'm going to guess our one, two, three is the same. No, I don't think so. Okay, I have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Uh, you're going to be pissed, but I put Hurts at three. That's fair. I have him at five, but I debated three, four, and five I debated. He's just a dog. I He's mean, he dog. wins. I agree. I agree. No, I think... He I think, proved me. He showed me a lot in the Super Bowl. Like, he almost single-handedly won them that game. Yeah, he did. See, He's, I went, no, He's very good. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts. I went Josh Allen, four. Five. I, just, I still went Herbert. Okay, I went T-Law, four. Hurts, five. But three, four, five for six. me are interchangeable. Herbert, six for me. Okay, I went six, T-Law. Okay, so we have the same top six, just different order. Seven. Rodgers. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> I did not think. I thought you'd have him. I didn't. I thought that I really going in this. I was like, I wonder if he even has him in the top ten. He's still a top ten quarterback. I have him at seven as well. Eight, nine, ten was tough for me. Because I don't like the guy at eight. So you know who it Mar. is. I don't like him, but He's I, my just, eight. I just have to put him there. Who's your nine? Dak. Same. Who's your ten? I bet we have the same ten. I bet we do. Who Fields? I left him off at 11. Deshaun you Watson. Put... Really? I think Deshaun Watson's second year in this system, I think he's going to be a lot better. I mean, he played four games. I think people like saying that, oh, he's washed and he's done. He, you know, he fucked his career. How do we know that? He played four games. We don't know. I think he's still a tremendous quarterback. I almost put Fields. It was tough for me not to, and I wanted to so bad. I was like, God, All right, so who's elite? The top eight. You still, you think that many guys are elite? No. Seven. No, seven. no. Seven. You can't put some of those guys in the same category well, okay, as Mahomes. Okay, okay. Well, no. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll change it. Like Mahomes. No, no, no. I have different tiers, though, than everybody else. I have God Mode, which is Mahomes tier by himself, and then there's an elite tier. And I would have five, six guys in it. Mm. Yeah, I'd have six. I'd still have Rodgers in the elite tier. Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Hertz, Herbert, Rodgers are in the tier below Mahomes. Mahomes is by himself. Mahomes is in, Mahomes is in galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, he's up in the galaxy. And then I would go Lamar, Dak, Deshaun, Justin Fields. Hate what you want. And Kirk Cousins in that tier. Over Derek Carr? Yeah, I'm dude, I don't know what it is. I just I think he's good. I I think Kirk Kirk Cousins showed me a lot last year. Like Kirk Cousins can throw the ball around the field. Yeah, they got bounced by the Giants, so that was shitty. Dumb loss. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback in this league. Like, I understand he gets, you know, he gets kind of a bad rap because, you know, he's he never hasn't played good in primetime games and stuff like that. I still think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback, and there'd be a lot of teams happy to have Kirk Cousins over who they have now. 
But if you wanted to leave him out of that tier, I would just go Lamar. D oh, no, I would leave him out of the tier because I would go Lamar, Dak, Deshaun, Fields, Kyler. So I go elite. Obviously, Mahomes is elite over everyone, but when I think of elite, I think of someone who can single-handedly go win you a game. I don't, I don't have Rodgers in that tier for me anymore. Really? Like, single-handedly go win you a game? Off last year? Come on, look at that team, bro. Even his MVP years, though. Like, yeah, in the he's playoffs. had some bad losses. Okay, but I, he's had some bad losses. How can we... I, I just don't think... I just don't think you can go off that by saying that you think for for certainty that Herbert and Allen can do that. What have they... They've collapsed. Hey, they're not in my elite tier. Okay. Herbert and Allen aren't. Okay, then or if, I guess if you're... Al, Allen has, is, I guess. Okay, that's fair, then. Just if, because of his running. I mean, he can... Yeah. I just don't think that – I just think that yeah, – I understand, and I, I agree. The knock on Rodgers is not winning enough, and I agree. He's absolutely shit the bed in the playoffs quite a bit. I also think he's actually on a team now, and I know he's 39, That, but I, we, I've seen Tom Brady win Super Bowls at 44. He's actually on a team that went out in free agency and got him some guys that he wanted, unlike the Packers – I, mean, I understand they had Devontae. It's like you said, he doesn't need to be elite to win this year. He doesn't need to be. Elite. I would agree, he but I good. I would agree, but I think I think he's. I still think I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be elite. Dude, I mean, they have so you got. You got Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Michael Carter in the backfield, Lazard. I mean, and their O lines. I mean, their O line was good in Green Bay always. Don't get me wrong. I just think that it, he's going to be able to play more free. Like you said, he doesn't have to be elite for them to win. That's why I think he's going to be even better. Because I think he now knows I can play free because I have such a good defense behind me that he's going to be able to play free. Two MVP years just rubbed me so wrong. You don't think because you don't think he should have been MVP? No, he should have. But, but the, like, the losses he lost to the Niners and the Bucks both at home. Like especially Pop the Bucks loss. I don't hold on too much. The Niners loss was bad, dude. Ten points at home. Aaron Jones. The Niners lost Devontae. Devontae. The Niners lost was bad. AJ Dillon. Valdez Gantling. Valdez Gantling those years. Like, yeah, the, Jesus, man. Bob Tunyon, tight end. Yeah, no. That loss is Good a defense. stain on him. That loss is a stain. To only Good score home, 10 points. Good home field advantage. I mean, if you asked Aaron Rodgers going into that game, hey, the 49ers only scoring 13 points, he's going to say, oh, we fucking beat their ass then. But they only scored 10. Like, that's what, like, Patrick Mahomes wins that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. No, he's not Mahomes. Well, no one's a Mahomes. Joe Burrow wins that game, I think. I don't know about Josh Allen. I don't know about Josh Allen. That's or true. Herbert. You know what? I literally think if Herbert had a good coach, the Chargers would be fucking unbelievable. Coaching matters in football. It does matter. Look at how many times Brandon Staley cost him. Dude, remember when he went for it on fourth down from his own 20? Yeah. In a, in, they were what? It was They were up one? And then they lose on a field goal? What is he doing? Like, you can't... Time, I mean, time management is, yes, it's on the players too, but it's also on coaching. Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore calling a quarterback draw with 14 seconds against the Niners. No timeouts. Like, coaching matters. Dude, look what look where fucking Trevor Lawrence was with Urban Meyer and where he went to when he got Doug Peterson. Yeah. Coaching matters. Like, it seriously matters. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm not a Sirianni guy. Now they did lose their offensive coordinator. I don't know how big of a part he was in there. I mean, I'm sure he was a huge part, but Jalen Hurts. Coaching matters. It definitely does. I mean, Mahomes with Andy Reid. Do I think 
Mahomes would be like bad if he was with Brandon Staley? No, but do I think Andy Reid has played a part in how good Mahomes is? One hundred percent. I mean, he's play, He's coached. He's being coached by what? One of the three, at least three, in my opinion, three greatest coaches ever. Right? I mean, you could argue two right now behind Bill Belichick. Top five, probably. Yeah. All right. So quarterbacks is through. Let's get on to some running backs. One. I still think CMC is the best. I have CMC in one as well. I thought you went Chubb. I, w- I changed it. I went CMC because CMC... Chubb, yeah, two? Chubb is my two. Yeah, Chubb's my two. I, and Chubb's an animal. But CMC, yes, he's not as good as a runner as Chubb is when it comes to just running the ball out of the backfield. But he's so much more elite at what he can do not just being a running back. And I understand that's like, well, it's, you're talking about running backs. I understand, but running backs in today's NFL lot need to be good receivers for your quarterbacks. To dump down. I mean, dude, you can just check the ball down to CMC at five yards and he's going to get you 15 and you have the first down and move the chains. He's a different, he's just a completely, he's the biggest difference maker at the position there is by far. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, do you have Chubb at two? I have Saquon. Okay, I have Saquon at three. I think Saquon can do a little bit what CMC does. Um, yeah, just a physical running back, fast. I hope they, I mean, I'm obviously a Cowboys fan, but I hope they figure out that contract shit. I don't want to see him, like, sit out. That's annoying. So what's the deal if he doesn't sign by this weekend or something? Yeah, then he uh, he either, if they don't get an extension done, he either has to choose to sit out or take the franchise tag of $10.5 Sit out all year? If he wants to, he could. It'll be up to him. Does he want to? Does he want to? And Oh, so if they don't sign him this weekend, he... He he can he'll still play he can still play he just play under the sign. franchise tag. The deadline is for his contract extension. Can you sign the franchise tag whenever? Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. he says if he gets through if he eight sits weeks, out if he sits out four weeks and then he decides fuck it I want to play and signs the franchise tag. Does he still get the full franchise tag or does yeah, it he gets decrease? the ten and a half million? Well, it probably would decrease. Yeah, it goes weekly. So yeah, he would lose four weeks of paychecks. He'll play. Running backs will end up playing. Like Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon just. Came to an agreement, took a reduction with the Bengals. He's going to play. They're all going to play. See, running backs, no. First off, yeah, I understand Saquon and Josh Jacobs want paydays and Eckler, and they deserve it. Don't get me wrong, they deserve it. They play maybe the most brutal position to play because you're getting hit nonstop as a running back. But at the end of the day, you're going to take the $10.5 million guarantee because why would you want to lose out on $10.5 million? Yeah. They're all going to play. Jacobs, I mean, Eckler's already said he's going to play. Jacobs and Saquon, are all, they're all going to play. No worries about that. Um, I uh, who'd you have at three then? Who's your three? I'd say Quan. Oh, okay. Chubb. Chubb three. Okay. Henry four. I have JT four. Really? Yeah. I think it was. Uh, I know people are gonna say, you know, was he, you know, one hit wonder? I don't think so. I think he had he had injuries all year. I don't think it was anything to do with talent. First off, his O line imploded. They had three injuries, three starters out by week three. Then he's got banged up. I just think he's still a stud. I do have King Henry at four, five, though. I have Dalvin. Really? Yeah. Whoa, that was high. I didn't think about I didn't have him that high. I mean, he's still a stud. Wow. So who, where do you have J? So who do you have at six? Eckler. Okay, I have Eckler, too. So you have JT farther down. Behind Eckler. At seven? Yeah. I have Jacobs at seven. Eckler at six, Jacobs at seven. And then I have Dalvin at eight. Dalvin really concerns me with the injuries. I mean, that's two years in a row now. Yeah, I was taking injuries out of it. I mean, but, I mean, I, talent-wise, 
Dalvin's up there with, with Saquon and Chubb when it comes to pure talent. That dude's an animal. So who's your eight? Or who's you, who's your seven, eight? Seven was JT. Okay. Eight, I went Tony Pollard. Okay. I, did I not, think he's good, dude. I've left him out. Yeah. I have him at 11. I have him at 11 right now. I just think he's so electric. 9, 10, 11 was so debatable for me. But I've I already nine. I've already seen these other two guys that I have at nine and ten have full workloads, and that's why I went him them over. So I have ETN at nine. Okay, who's ten? Kenneth Walker from Seattle. All right, I have him at ten because I've like I said, I think Pollard probably. Where's has, Kamara at? Off my list, he's not on my fantasy rankings. I'm off. I won't. I won't touch him. He's spent eight games. I don't care. Oh, he's suspended. Yeah, he got suspended. He's getting suspended like six, eight games. Oh shit! Yeah, Kamara is not the only other. The other guy that I thought about the nine ten was Joe Mixon. I didn't have him in my top ten. I didn't. Yeah, but I I I think Joe's better than Kamara. I mean, Kamara had a really down year last year. So yeah, I went ETN, Kenneth, and then Pollard and Joe Mixon were my in consideration. Who was your nine ten? So Pollard, Jacobs, Mixon. Mixon, okay. Yeah, I just I went with Kenneth and Etienne right now just because now I've seen a full year of workloads. And again, I think Pollard's probably more talented than both of them. And if Pollard can get through, Pollard might end up as my running back eight or seven by the end of the year if he's really good. Receivers. JJ? Yeah. Here's your tip. Is it even debatable? No. JJ? No. No, it's not even a debate. Uh, I go Tyreek too. Cooper Cup. Still? That's my two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got injured last year. Um, but, again, he's just – he's the uh, – he's by far the biggest quarterback's best friend. I mean, the guy doesn't drop balls. Elite route runner. Quick. Yeah, he's not blazing speed, but he's quick. Unbelievable hands. Yeah, I think he's still tremendous. And I think if, if he's healthy and Stafford's healthy, they're going to still have a great – you know, are the Rams going to be really good? Probably not, but they're going to have a great connection, in my opinion. So he's your three. Devontae. I have Devontae at three as well. And then Cup. I have Chase. Whoa. Real low on on Tyreek. I mean, I feel like like I've always... I probably always had Tyreek around the 4-5 area. Because, I mean, used to be... 1-2 always used to be for me, DJ and DeAndre Hopkins. But obviously, Hopkins has fallen off a little bit now. I, I have him at five. I'm at five. I mean, I think, again, I, that doesn't change my mind on he's the biggest game changer in the NFL. He can take a play negative three to 60 fucking five-yard touchdown. I mean, like the play where he picked up the fumble recovery and ran at 70 yards. Nobody can do that in the NFL. He is the biggest game changer in the NFL. I do think his value is a little bit, it, again, if he's with Patrick Mahomes, he might be my number one. I think it's a little devalued when you play with Tua. I think Tua is good, but it's a little bit devalued when you play with Tua. I think it drops him a little bit. But you could also I guess I could you could say the same thing for Adams. Is Jimmy gonna be is Jimmy gonna be good? Yeah. So JJ, Tyreek, Devontae, Cup. Um, five. Chase. Chase of five. Okay. So we have the same top five, just all rearranged. Uh, my six is CD. I think this is a year also that he had a really good year last year, very under the radar year of People not people talking about elite wide receiver years. He had a great season, and I think he's going to have an even better one this year. 
First off, I don't think he can receive as many doubles every game. Now with the Cowboys having more weapons at wide receiver, you can't just strictly double him the entire time or we're going to find Brandon Cooks down the field for long touchdowns. So yeah, I think the I think he's going to have an extraordinary year. I think he's a, I think he's unbelievably talented. I went Diggs. Okay, I have Diggs six. at 7. And then I went 7 CD. Okay. Uh eight, AJ Brown. I went AJ Brown at 8 as well. And then Debo. Okay, Debo did not make my top 10. I have Waddle at 9. Waddle's my 10. And I have Garrett Wilson at 10. Really? Yeah, I think Garrett Wilson. I think he'll I think Garrett Wilson's going to be an elite wide receiver for a lot of years. And I think, dude, look at the season he was able to have as a rookie with those two guys at quarterback, Mike White and Zach Wilson. And now he's going to have one of the best arm talents ever thrown in the football this year. You're going to hear a lot of Rodgers to Wilson touchdowns this year, in my opinion. Who'd you just miss? Like, um, who just missed your list? Debo? Devontae Smith. I, love, I thought he took a huge step last year, and I think he's just going to be even better. T. Higgins, I like. Monroe St. Brown's good. Yeah. I'm not high on Debo. I'm really not high, super high on Debo. I don't know what it is. I think he's a better running back. Probably. <laughs> he's a better running back. I really do. I think, dude, I seriously think if you switched him McCaffrey position-wise, I think they would both still be unbelievably good at it. Yeah. Like McCaffrey is a receiver and Debo is a running back. I think they would both still be unbelievable at it. I like Debo's game. I love that he's like that ultimate utility guy. But just as a wide receiver, I don't think he's better than some of these guys. All right, so we got two. So two. you have two, two dolphins in the top nine. Two dolphins. Waddle's special. He, I mean, he's, he's kind of like he's not obviously Tyreek game changer, but he's a game changer. I mean, the speed they have. That's and that you can't, you can't teach that fucking speed that him and Tyreek have. Who's their three? Who is their three this year? That's a good question. Didn't I think they signed somebody? Let me look. We got time. Who's their tight end? My, that's a great question. Like I mean, a they, they traded him. Miami Dolphins depth chart. They traded Gusecki. Who are their running backs? Yeah, just like up their whole offense. Their running backs are not great. Oh yeah, right now they still have Cedric Wilson, former former Cowboy. It'll be him or uh, right now Braxton Berrios. They're tight end right now, and their line is pretty nice. Ooh, their tight end is. Uh, that's. Durham Smythe? I don't know who that is. Why did they let go of Gusecki? Right now, it's a running back by committee. Uh, it's mo- this is why I think if they got Dalvin, they'd be scary. They still have Raheem Mostert. They got Jeff Wilson from the Niners, and they drafted A-Chain, the A&M guy. So yeah. they, because the, McD- the McDaniels way always, McDaniels and Shanahan way always is, we never pay a premium for running backs. Committee. Yeah, committee, we never pay a premium. That's why I think they'll be fine getting Dalvin, because Dalvin can't demand... Off two injury seasons, he can't command $12 million. You know, it's going to be a $5 million deal with $5 million incentives. Like, he can't command that money. If they get him, though, goddamn, they're going to be scary. I mean, they're already scary. I mean, you have Ty- if you line up Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you're already fucking scary. All right, so two teams in each conference that didn't make the playoffs last year that you could see making it this year. NFC. Uh, I went Lions Saints. Okay. I didn't put the Lions. I'm not high. Did you put Saints? Saints is my one. Panthers is my two. I mean, I, I put Lions just because they almost they made almost it made last, last year, year and their division is weaker. I mean, Rodgers is gone. Vikings, they're gettable. That was my thinking in this division. Bears too. are gettable. 
Bears are the Bears gonna be better now? I think they'll be better. Yeah, I mean better than last year. I mean he's got DJ Moore now at least as a number one wide receiver. They DJ traded for him. Claypool. Yeah, uh, they draft the receiver. Maybe they didn't. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet at tight end, and Robert Tunyon at tight end too. And they got their running backs now are running backs aren't great. Devontae Foreman and former Jayhawk Khalil Herbert. And Where's they drafted. David Montgomery at? They dra- he went to fucking Detroit. He's backing up Gibbs. Are they going to do a running back committee? Oh, shit. Because uh, Jamal Williams, he left Detroit. He went to New Orleans. Oh, the Bears. All- I mean, guy I like from the draft, too, Roshan Johnson, the backup from Texas. I always thought he could have been a starting running back anywhere. And they, Swift, they drafted Swift him. Went to the Eagles. Eagles with Rashad Penny. Two guys that. Fucking can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's that's sketchy. That is sketchy. They do have Gainwell still, who I thought I think Gainwell is pretty good too. Yeah, I have the Panthers. I think the Panthers have a gettable division. I think Bryce Young is going to be runaway rookie of the year. I think he's going to have a really good rookie season. I you know they don't have a absurd talent around him. I love people said why did Adam Thielen go there? I love it for Bryce Young, a veteran guy that's sure-handed. He can throw the ball to. I love that signing. They also signed Miles Sanders, good running back for Bryce Young too. They got some uh, young talent. They drafted Jonathan Mingo. They still have Terrace Marshall. I still, I know he had a bad run in, uh, I know uh, Frank Wright had a bad run in Indy. I think he's a better coach than he showed, though, in Indy. So I think, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be solid. AFC, I thought was easy, but you might, you might have somebody different than my second team. I have the the Jets of one. Did you go Jets-Browns? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I put. Really? No, oh, because, oh, I always think, I always keep thinking the Ravens missed so the playoffs. Yeah. I, That's I, why I thought you were going to go. I put with. Jets and Ravens, but then I went back and looked, and they were. I always s- forget that he made the, how did they make the fucking, didn't he miss, like, how many games did he miss? Dude, he missed, like, eight. How did they get into the, were they, like, like, when he went down, were they, like, six and two, seven and one? Or were they, like, five and three, and they still just know. somehow won some games? Wow. All right. You want me to go? Who, who else is close for the AFC? Like the Steelers, maybe? I'm not going to lie. I thought about Denver. Huh. I don't mind, I don't mind Denver. I think that, I, I, again, I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. I think the slander's gone a little too far on him, though, <laughs> thinking he's like a bottom feeder quarterback. Like, coaching matters. Do I think Sean Payton's a little bit overrated as a coach? Yeah, but I still think he's a really, really good head coach. So I think they – the problem is it's tough for me to say another team because, dude, the fucking AFC is so tough. Who's your AFC power rankings right now? Shit. Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Chargers, Jeez. Browns, Ravens. So, look, who's going to – I mean, dude, Browns and Ravens would be – the Browns, Ravens, and – well, no, I guess record-wise. So, I'd have the Chiefs winning their division. i have the Jets winning their division, the Bengals, the Jags, the Bills. Bills and – I think the Bills and the Dolphins will get in. And then you're down to looking at the Chargers, Ravens, and Browns. Only one of those teams will make the playoffs. Dude, it's so yeah. stacked. Yeah, I just have a tough time seeing Denver get in there. Like, I was talking... I don't remember who I was talking about it with. But I was talking about it. I was like, if you just did 14, 14 teams make the playoffs, the whole NFL, I would confidently say 10 AFC teams would make it. 
Like, seriously. Like, uh, the only for sure NFC teams that I would say that would for sure make it, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. What other team could you say is for sure jumping in over some of those AFC teams? Because, I mean, the next best NFC teams are who? The Seahawks and the Saints? Do you think they would ever consider doing that? No. You think this is... It's sad. No, because because at some point, you know, right now it's just... Remember, a lot of those teams were bad to get to where they were at one point. You know, like... Well, the Chiefs necessarily were bad. They traded up. But the Bengals and the Bills, they were they were bad to get their quarterbacks. You know, teams have to be bad. So right now, the, now, right now, the NFC is going through it. They're bad. The NFC is bad. But the only problem is, is that <laughs> I don't know if the NFC is hitting on quarterbacks, like, draft-wise. Like, Bryce Young, I think, will be good. But the fucking Falcons, somehow Desmond. How did they not get a better quarterback the past three years? They have Desmond Ritter to show for it. That's wild to me. You want me to go through my first mock draft? Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. 10-man PPR draft. Um, I would go Jettas at 1, CMC at 2. You're going wide receiver 1? Yeah, wide receiver I I think, I mean. Wow. I think, I, think he's, I think he would have to go 1, in my opinion. CMC 2, he's the only guy I would consider at 1. Chase 3, Cup 4, Eckler 5. Kelsey six, JT seven, Bijan nine or Bijan eight, Tyreek nine, Diggs eleven, or Diggs ten. I think you're going to see a lot. I I think in fantasy this year, just from what I've seen doing mock drafts and watching podcasts and stuff, running backs. Now again, all you know, I'm doing other leagues besides you know my my home league. I feel like running backs will go a lot earlier, but in most leagues now, right now receivers are going to be drafted much higher than running backs. Like I would I would have CD going 11, AJ Brown 10, DT 13, Saquon 14. Mahomes is going to go anywhere from 15 to 20 in my opinion in a 10 man in a 10 man league. Then you have like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Waddle, Jacobs, ETN Pollard. Guys like that. I think you're going to get again, it matters when you are playing in like a home league though. You know how your league drafts cuz you play in it every year. So you know that a lot of these guys, I think Jettas and like the home home league, Jettas chasing cup are for sure first round. I think outside of that though, you're probably getting Kelsey in the first round. I would say still, and then four running backs. You think Chubb gets any more play in the passing game now that Hunt's gone, or probably not? I I would hope so. Like, do you think his stock? I think it'll go up. Yeah, I think it will go up a little for sure. He'll definitely get more in the passing game because Hunt's not there. That that definitely will happen. All right. All right. You want to answer some start bench cuts? Yeah. Um. Obviously, I guess some of these can go off your rankings, but let's start bench cut. Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs. Just for this year or like to build a future? For this upcoming season. For a team or fantasy? For a team. Just team for your team. Because obviously you gotta you know, you gotta think about it. Henry and Taylor coming off injuries. Josh Jacobs coming off a career season. I'm still gonna start Henry. Bench JT and cut Jacobs. Okay, I would do probably the same. I would start JT, bench Henry, and then I would probably cut Jacobs. Tough, though, because Jacobs is coming off an unbelievable season. All right, so I think all these guys are around the same tier of running backs. Pollard, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. 
Start Pollard, bench Etn, cut Najee. I would I would lead Etn right now. Start cut Pollard. I would def or bench Pollard, cut Najee. Kind of forgot about Najee, dude. Yeah, he had a bad year last year. Yeah, really. He bad was getting year. picked early too. Yeah, and he's. I think he's most time he's probably like running back thirteen this year, like ranking wise. Uh, AJ Brown, Devonte Adams, CD Lamb. CD AJ Devonte easily. Cut Devonte. Yeah. Okay. Olave Wilson Higgins. See, I haven't really watched Higgins, or uh, I haven't really watched Wilson, so I'm gonna go. Higgins start. I'll trust you with Wilson and then cut Olave. But I had Olave for fantasy last year, and he was good. I would start Wilson, cut uh, bench Olave, cut Higgins. Really? Yeah, Olave's and Olave's gonna have a much better quarterback this year. And Derek Carr. He's good. He's, he's really good. He's really. Year. I mean, these Ohio State receivers, and the best ones coming. Dude. And the best ones coming Crazy. next year. I mean, I think Smith and Jigba is gonna be a stud, but the best ones. Who you drafted this year? Yeah. Or who do you draft? Seattle. Kind of sucks. I mean, it gets to learn under Lockett, which is good. But I would have loved to see him go to a team where he could have been like the first sure one or two. You know, he's got to compete with DK and Lockett. Could be good though. Could be. I I think he's. What I think to be good for him actually is is you got you know DK is kind of your big guy playmaker. Lockett's kind of he's developed deep ball threat. He's might just catch awesome, a lot of balls yeah. over the middle. You know, he might just be their number one slot guy. He might be really good. All right, so NBA for upcoming season: Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. Fuck, that's tough. I'm cutting. I Tatum. knew that was gonna be a tough one. I'm cutting Tatum for sure. Wow. All right. Oh my god. See, the easy part for me was the start. You're starting book. Mm-hmm. Booker showed me so much of his game developing in the playoffs. Like I'll start Jimmy Butler. Really, bench, bench Booker, Booker and cut Tatum. I think I'm cutting Butler. Really. Sadly, Booker starts though. Kyrie, upcoming season, Kyrie, Dame, SGA. Dude, I mean, I just love Kyrie's game. He's so sick. Kyrie, Dame, cut SGA. I would start Kyrie, bench SGA, cut Dame. Really? I'm so off him, dude. He's he's annoyed the shit out of me. We'll talk about him. Bam, Sabonis, Zion. NBA ones, I knew the NBA ones would come with heat. The NBA ones, I knew would come with the heat. NBA is just more fun to do. Oh, it's so much more fun. There's just so many ways you can go about it. Dude. I mean, I'm going to start Zion, even with all of his I would, too. I would start him, too. How can you not start I would start Zion. Uh, Bench, bam, cut, Zabonis. I'd probably lean the same way. Zabonis just looks so bad versus the Warriors, dude. He like And Bam actually impressed me. Yeah. Throughout the playoffs, he impressed me being the number two guy. Lucas Steph Embiid. Start Steph, bench Luca. And you said Embiid? Cut Embiid. That one I actually thought would be the easiest for you, but it was the bigger names. I would do the same thing. Yeah. That's just too easy. All right. Where I was right and where I was this wrong. Is a, this is the episode a hundred special, right? Yeah. So what did you do? You went back and went back and just looked at some of the podcasts, picked out, picked out four wrongs that I thought were, you know, a little a little funny, and you know, not great. Can you try to say these from ranking them, like from the 
Oh, you want me to rank them of like where, what I thought was the worst? Yeah. Okay. Start with like the. Like, let me start I'll... with wrongs or rights first. Start with. Or do you want me to go? You want me to alternate? Let me go like my fourth, my my least, like. Start with like my fourth wrong and fourth right. Yeah, like the ones that you were like slightly. And like okay. your best, like your worst, worst one, do that last. Okay, so I thought my, my, you know, the one that I was probably, it was wrong, but Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl. Not great. They made the playoffs, though. That. They made the playoffs. Some of these other teams that I had in here, it's a little, I think it's a little bit worse. That's a bad one. It was bad. It was bad. I would love to see... <laughs> I think my prediction last year was the Bills versus the Niners, I think. Yeah, mine was Chiefs-Bucks rematch. Chiefs win it all. So I mean, oh, so there's that one. Call, uh, that was my one of my rights. Called the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl before the season. Only two guys at ESPN out of 35 had them win it. I did call the Chiefs wow. winning the Super Bowl. So that was one. Uh, another one I had. <laughs> I had the Colts winning their division and winning like 11, 12 games. Jeez. That was so off. As Matt with Matt Ryan as a quarterback? Yeah. I just thought that coming in, I was like, if he has anything left with their offensive line and their run game, I was like, they're going to be good. I don't know how it didn't work. Remember they beat the Chiefs? Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, uh, this one uh, had the Cowboys season completely right. I I did have them winning the division, but I had their record right, right, and I had them winning one playoff game. I had them 12-5 winning one playoff game, and that's what happened. Okay. So that was a right. Uh, I thought the Jags would still be very bad last year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Because I, well, I was so high on the Colts. I was so high on the Colts, and I was just like, dude, I think I love the pairing, but like, I think it's still a year away. And I know they only went 9-8, so it's not like they were, you know, world beaters, but like I did have, the, I think I had them going like 4-13 or 5-12. and 12. Yeah. That's, uh, not, that's not a terrible one, though. Called the Broncos and the Raiders both missing the playoffs. Yeah. All the hype. Around both those teams going in. Oh, the Chiefs. Remember? Dude, I remember some people had the Chiefs when he's like third in that division. Yeah. That some was ESPN bad. guys. Yeah. Probably my worst one. I had the Seahawks as the worst team in the NFL last year going 3-14. and 14. That was rough. That was a bad one. I mean, I didn't see it coming with Geno. I didn't see them being good. Like, I didn't see him being good. Like, I don't know how anyone could sit here and say, oh, I thought the Seahawks were going to be good going into last year. There's no way. But it was a bad look because they were good. They were a good football team. Um, and I think the one that I was wrote most right on this one, I said that we talked about it early in the college basketball season, UConn being legit. I yeah. said it from the get-go that UConn was legit. They had their rough patch. Remember what I said going into the tournament too? I said they're, they're going to beat KU, which I obviously didn't even play KU, but they're going Whatever. to be very good. And I was all, all year I was on UConn, all year. I said they are, they are one of the de- – they are the deepest team – they can play nine, ten guys, and they are so damn fucking talented. And UConn won the national title. Can you think of like any NBA takes you've had, right or wrong? I mean, I won't count me picking LeBron to win the title almost every single season. <laughs> I got close. We both I got picked close. I got close when we we talked about it. We both picked the Nets big three to blow up. We both said yes. that last year or whenever it happened. Um, okay, I will say maybe a little wrong here. I was wrong on Jokic. Yeah. I never thought he'd be a guy that could lead him team to a title. I didn't I didn't think he I didn't think, I was high on him being a great player, but I would agree. I never thought he could lead a team to a title either. I will say one wrong that I have is 
I thought he'd be a good basketball player. I think he's going to be a great player as Anthony Edwards. I mean, he's special. Really? I was not high on him. I was not high on him, and I think Anthony Edwards is going to be tremendous now. I was not high on Anthony Edwards. I thought it was a mistake that they drafted him over LaMelo. But I think I'm right about LaMelo. I think LaMelo is going to be a stud for a long time. But I did not think Anthony Edwards would be this good this quick. I mean, he was by, he's by far their best player now. He's way better than Cat. It's not even close. All right. Some bold predictions for the future to look back on later. Some of these are bold. USC wins the college football national title next year. It's my prediction. So is it? Is it still only four teams? It's only four this year. Is this the last year? Last year, four. Next year, it's 12. Don't win the national who's your, title. Who's your four? USC... I mean, I know Georgia and Alabama have quarterback. I mean, like they don't—they're kind of unknown. But I'm gonna say Georgia. I mean, how can it fucking not be? I guess. Ohio State. I think they get over the hump of Michigan. And Texas. That's wow. my. Uh, I think the ACC is. I think Clemson's going to be better, but I think they're going to have a few losses. I think Texas will be the fourth team to get in. I think Texas loses one game this year, and that's at Alabama. I think they win the rest. I think they go undefeated in the Big 12. I think they I go 12-1. and one. I don't see that. I think that Quinter is legit. I thought he played – I didn't think he played too good last year, but I think he's – I think he is legit, and I think that Texas is going to be fucking good. All right, next So one. you think Caleb Williams is going to be the Heisman again? Yeah, I think he'll back-to-back Heisman, number one overall pick. Wow. Michael Downs is the greatest quarterback in college football history. We'll see. He's that fucking good. Trevor Lawrence wins NFL MVP and the Jags reach the AFC Championship game. Wow. Okay. That's my that's my prediction. That's a good one. Micah Parsons wins depoy and anchors the best defense in football. This one isn't bold, but Mahomes and the Chiefs go back to back. I'm gonna throw it out there now. Just to get ahead of everybody. <laughs> I'm there. Kansas men's basketball team loses no more than three games next year. Wow. They lose one. Light. I'm going to say they lose three. They lose one non-conference game. They lose two conference games. Going regular season. So going into the tournament? Going into the Big 12 tournament, they have three losses. So you think they're going to have three losses the whole year then? Because mm-hmm. you're going to pick them to win it oh, all, yeah, won't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they'll win it all. They'll win the Big 12 regular season, they'll win the Big 12 title, and they'll win the national title. And Give me a bold take on Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson averages 21 points, 11 rebounds, Three assists, two blocks, and wins National Player of the Year. There you go. Heard it here first. And my last one, KU football cruises over six and a half wins this year. They win eight. I'm sitting on eight and four. I'm staying with We eight talked about it. I'm sticking on eight and four. I think we're going to be very good this year. Hey, we have, uh, we have, we'll, have a, we'll have the Big 12 Player of the Year in basketball, and we'll have the Big 12 Player of the Year in football. I don't know if it'll be J.D. or Devin Neal, though. It'll be one of those two, though. All right. So those are some bold predictions for you before we get into Fee's Rapid Fire. I like that. All right, so here we go. Last segment, Fee's Rapid Fire, the best segment there is on this podcast, and I'm ready. All right. I'm in the way of the fire. Five Summer League standouts that you liked. Mm-hmm. Um, try to go away from like the top guys. Okay, so I want to give a little to Keontae George first. Yeah. Because I was so, like... I was kind of down on down on him going into the draft, and uh, he impressed me. I'm not going to lie. He really, really impressed me. Uh, I did not think he could play point guard. He ran the offense well. 
like you said, man, he's just a fucking scorer. You know, he's a good athlete. He can fly. Yeah, he's only 170 pounds, but playing point guard, he's going to be just fine. Uh, I really like him, and I, w- I was off on him. I will say going in, I know I don't want to say summer league is everything, but the dude's averaging 30 a game and seven assists, shooting 40% from three. I loved his game. Uh, I'm going to go a couple Laker guys. I am. Max Christie. All right. Super impressed me. Um, I, I, I thought he was ready to make the jump into the rotation. Um, but, man, I, I also didn't know he could handle the ball the way he did. Uh, he was playing point guard when uh, when Hood Shafino would be out and Christie was in. He would run the point, and he really impressed me. Colin Castleton, I said when they dra- when they picked him up, I was like, I don't think this is a bad pickup. He, uh, I thought, I was like, this guy, he does a little bit of everything well. Like we talked about, he was good at Florida. He just played on a shitty team. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad player. And obviously, for a fourth guy, got to give love to the Jayhawks. Jalen Wilson's been ultra impressive. <laughs> and I love that for him because I love Jalen Wilson. Um, you know, he played his heart out for Kansas you know, every single night. And he had, a lot of the time, it was Jalen Wilson or bust on our offense, you know. And he came through for us. I mean, who was the t- was it Southern Utah when he had 30-some and we barely scraped by on a win. Yeah. And a lot of that was because we won because of him and that we played terrible that game, but we won because of Jalen Wilson. I'm happy to see him doing well in the uh, – Will in, he make an NBA so, roster? I, I think he'll make Brooklyn's 15-man roster this right. year. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shout another – I'm going to shout out a Kansas State player. I thought Keontae Johnson looked well. I thought his – I think he's athletic. Uh, you know, um, he's got good bounce. Actually shot the ball pretty well. Um, his ability to get to the rim is is ridiculous. I mean, he's 6'4 with a very, I don't know how long the wingspan, but very long wingspan. He can bully guys at his position because he's 230, and he's not like a he's not like a chubbier 230. He's a big, big guy. Like, he's shredded 230. I loved, I thought what he did. I just, it kind of can be a blessing to curse going to OKC because they develop players well, but my God, there's so much talent. Can he break through into the rotation with how much talent they have? But I think he looked tremendous in the summer league, so those would be my five. Uh, you know, three of them big 12 players, but I thought Jalen, Jalen really impressed me. And I loved what, uh, both Keontes did in the summer league. Do you worry about Grady's transition to the NBA at all? Honestly, I, I, I did at first, but. Or what's the biggest worry? The biggest worry for me, I don't, I don't like to say defense in the NBA because if you're on a team that can guard, you can have a bad defender. My biggest aim was, how can he get other? How can he score besides just shooting? And actually, he shot fucking terrible from three in the summer league, and that'll that'll come back. He he's too good of a shooter to be a bad NBA three point shooter. He's too good. My what I was impressed with was his ability to actually get to the rim. I know again, I know it's summer league guys, but that's all I can judge him off of right now. His ability to actually dribble and get his own shot at the rim and stuff like that that impressed me actually a lot. Non Wimby, or maybe this, maybe he's not your answer anyway. But who will be the best player from this draft class in ten years? Okay, I'm glad you said non Wimby because I would have said him. <sighs> this is a tough one, actually. Um, there's three guys I think that immediately come to my mind: Scoot and the Thompson twins. I'm gonna go Scoot. I know, like, you know, that's probably like, oh, well, of course you go Scoot, but like. Yeah, I just watched him play, and his jumper is actually better than I thought it was. I didn't think he was actually – he is, to me, in a way, like a young Russell Westbrook, 
with a already better jump shot, though. Like, he already can shoot the ball better than Westbrook could. And Westbrook never could shoot the ball good. But coming in, Westbrook was not a good shooter. But Scoot actually is a good shooter. I think Scoot Henderson's going to be all-NBA, all-star for 10 to 15 years. I think he's going to be special. Uh, I think he is the next Russ. Hopefully Portland has learned from not being able to build a team around Dame to build a team around this guy and give him a chance to win because he is a winner and he is a great player. Thompson twin shout out too though because they're they're very special. Is this a Wimby versus Chet rookie of the year race? And if it is, who wins? It's not. It's not a two head race. No, because Scoot's going to put up egregious numbers. As I think he is a twenty a game guy as a rookie. Really? Yeah, I think Amin and Ashur are a little because I well first off, can will Amin start? I mean that was one of the reasons why I was like a little against the Fred Van Fleet signing because God you have him you drafted Amin Thompson. Why not use it? I think they should have used their money. I thought they used it. I, again, did they overpay for Dylan Brooks? Sure. <laughs> I love the addition, though, because they need a guy that can set the tone and play defense. I think they should have used $30 million a year because they could have outmatched the Bucks for Brooke Lopez. That's who I think they should have got. Lopez and Brooks, not Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet also coming off a historically bad shooting year for him. He was terrible in all departments. I didn't understand the signing. Or I guess I understood the signing. Did not understand how he got that much money. He's making forty million, uh, but no, I think I think it'll be between Scoot and Chet for rookie of the year. Wow, yeah, I don't think Wimby's gonna play enough games. I, I, they're gonna load manage him this year because yeah. they know they're not gonna contend. If Chet is fully healthy, he's gonna play. And Chet's, I didn't obviously you said don't name the big names. Chet impressed me in the summer league as well, but I think it's gonna be Chet and Scoot. In my opinion, we the two head race. Who's gonna win? Because I think the Thunder are going to actually be good, I think Chet's going to win. Yeah. But mm, I kind of go back on it because Chet's got to deal with sharing points with Giddy and Williams too. I'm going to say Scoot wins rookie of the year because I think he's going to average above 20. I think Chet's going to average around 18, 19, and 10 this year. Because SGA is going to average, you know, like a 28, 30. So that's a lot of points yeah. and a lot of shots to SGA. Scoot's going to be the number one option in Portland. MVP, NBA. NBA MVP next year? Mm. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this. I want to give you some easier ones. Okay. Six, six man, six man of the year. I don't want to go biased. Go <laughs> Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul will come off the bench, and I think he'll win six man of the year. All right, most improved. Ooh, most improved. <laughs> don't want to go Homer again. I don't want to go Homer. Man, I really think he's going to be good. I really think he's going to average 20 next year. I'm going to go Austin Reeves, most improved. That's actually a solid pick. I think he, I think he averages 8. What he averaged, I think he finished averaging 12 and a half in the regular season. I think he's going to at least average 18 next year. Who was your homer pick for the... Well, I was going to say Rui Hachimura off the bench. <laughs> I can't go all Lakers, though. <laughs> MVP. Giannis. I'll go with Giannis. Giannis? I think Giannis bounces back. I mean, bounce back. I mean, has another great year. And especially if the Bucks are the one seed because they're a great regular season team, I think he wins it. So that'd be his third or his second? Third, I think. Third, yeah, I think Giannis wins it. I'll go Giannis. Yo, they're not going to give Jokic four in a row. Oh, no, they gave it to Embiid. Yeah. That was a travesty. Jokic should have won MVP last year. Who's your – so give me your semifinals MVP or NBA predictions and then predicting it from there. Mm. Way too early, obviously. So, like, the conference finals? Yeah, that on the teams we have now. So Harden is on – the Sixers, 
So I think the conference finals in the East will be by the end of the year. I just I I, I agree with you on Boston that I just don't trust them. I don't think I put them in the con- I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bucks Cavs in the conference finals in the East. Bucks move to the finals, and I'm going to go Lakers Suns. Lakers Bucks finals. We get LeBron Giannis. Mm. I'm gonna go to the Bucks right now. I'm gonna wow. say the Bucks yeah. win the NBA Finals. That's tough to say, but again, if now it depends. If the Lakers are actually good, that might that well, that could change. But right now, I'm gonna go to the Bucks. I agree with you. I think Giannis is just if they're healthy and their roster, their roster basically stayed the same. And let's be honest, they lost two games where he was injured. They probably would have won that Heat series if he stayed healthy. Yeah. Is this bronze last year as a Laker? Mm. I want to say it would depend on where Bronny's drafted. If Bronny was drafted to like, let's be honest, to like an Orlando or an Atlanta, he ain't going there. Let's say Bronny was drafted to the Knicks. I, I could see LeBron easily going to play in the Garden for one year. I'm going to say he stays with the Lakers, though. Okay. He'll play against. Is this his last real shot at a title this year, though? I don't think it's their last real shot. No, because they gave them they gave themselves so much flexibility to make moves after the season if it doesn't like pan out. So no, I think that they actually have a two year window. So what's the one thing that they're missing from you saying? Yeah, they they should win the title. Like they should be the favorites. I I would I would have liked them to get like more for sure shooting. Like got like a, I would have loved if they could have made it like a sign and trade and got Buddy Hill for D'Lo. Like, just that for sure sniper, you know? Like, I agree. Reeves and Hachimura, they're good three-point shooters. But, like, they're not going to be consistent. For, Rui Hachimura shot 50% from three in the playoffs. That ain't fucking happening. He ain't going to do that again. And he does, maybe I'm wrong. But, like, even, like, guy like Cam Reddish, like, I can't count. Max Christie, even. It's different when you're playing G League and Summer League than going to play with the big boys in the NBA. I would love a for sure sniper if they could make a move like that at some point. All right, you're going to love this. And this is actually going to take some time to look this up, but I want you to predict the in-season playoff tournament, the NBA. Okay. And I want you to do this based off, like, don't pick the Lakers to make it because you know LeBron's not really going to give a fuck about these games. In-season. Um, how I look at this look at this tournament is I think the young teams – are probably going to get really energized. No, I, I completely agree with you. The veteran teams like the Warriors, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Nuggets. I'm guessing they're probably going to load manage a lot during the like the actual the set games, like the pool play games, and they're just not really going to care to get to the the final eight. I think it is. So I want you to keep that in the, in your mind when you predict this. I will. But yeah, I'm actually really excited to see like I just like it. I just think it brings a little more excitement to the to the regular season. Like I know it's not it's not gonna be like, oh my god, you know, Giannis has three NBA titles and two in season titles. Like it's not gonna be like that, but it's still cool. Okay, so here we go. Found it. I like how they did the so, pool boy. Okay, so how's cool. how's how so it's going to be the team the so there's three groups on each side. So the top team in each group moves on and there's two wild cards. Yeah, one from each. Okay, in the Lakers group of Grizzlies, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves, I would have the Grizzlies moving on from that group. 
Grizzlies just play different in the regular season. Okay. Let me write these down. So all right, so Grizzlies move on. Do all uh, Western Conference first. Okay. Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, Rockets. This is a stack group. I'm not going to say the Clippers. For sure not. If Zion, I'm going to say Zion's healthy. I'm going to take the Pelicans to come out of that group. That's a sneaky good winner. Right yeah. There. Yeah. I already have my winner. For, ooh, maybe I don't. Okay, so you got Kings, Warriors, Wolves, Thunder, Spurs. Give me the Thunder, and then give me the Kings as the wild card, though. I think the Kings win enough games to be the wild card. So I would have... You want my prediction right now? I'm going to say Kings win it all. Okay, I like that. But I'm going to go Kings. So I'm going to have Kings, Thunder, Pelicans, Grizzlies advancing. So does the West still play the West all the way through? Yeah. So I would have... Well, that's only... Four, yeah, okay, four right. West. So I would have the Thunder playing the Pelicans and the Grizzlies playing the Kings in the semifinals. Because I think the Grizzlies would be the number one overall seed moving on. I think they have a little bit of an easier group. Okay, so who wins? Who goes to the finals then? Okay, out of those, I would take Kings, Thunder to play each other in the semis. Give me the Thunder. I'm going to go the Thunder to come out of the West in the in-season tournament. <laughs> Don't know how much I like it, but I think it's interesting. I do think you're right, though. I think you're going to see teams like like teams that truly play hard in the regular season and stuff. You're going to see those teams like, advance. There's no way it's going to be like Lakers, Lakers versus fucking. You're not going to see Lakers Celtics in the in season final. No. It's not going to happen because, like you said, the Lakers aren't going to treat it as an actual tournament because it's also all these games are still regular season games. So like. If AD's like has bumps and bruises, they're not going to rush him back to play in a fucking play like an in season yeah. uh, pool game. Okay, so you got Sixers, Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, Pistons. Give me the Pistons, or no, no, no. Give me the Pacers. I think the Pacers make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be better. I'm going to go with the Pacers to come out of East Day. I mean, fucking Sixers, get out of here. So you got the Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Hornets. I am going to say the Bucks though, out of this group. Okay. I'm going to say the Bucks. They're a good regular They're season. They're just a good regular That's why I like Memphis. Memphis is a good regular season team. Boston. This group is terrible. I mean, dude, it's probably going to be Bo- it's Boston, Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, and Orlando. A sleeper would be Orlando to gun for it. I'm going to go Boston, though. And then give me the Knicks as the wild card. So I'd have I'd have the Pacers playing the Bucks and the Celtics playing the Knicks. Give me... Give me the Knicks over the Celtics, and give me the Bucks over the, give me the Bucks over the Pacers, and give me the Bucks to play OKC, and give me the Bucks to win it all. Okay. So the Bucks are going to win the NC. Right now, I have the Bucks win the NC tournament and the NBA Finals. All right. I just think the they just play good in the regular. Who season. was their play? Who was their pool play? Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Hornets. I mean, the Heat aren't a regular season team. Like the only team they have really. I mean, the Hornets and Wizards are going to be bad, bad, bad. Like so, it's basically just beat the Knicks. That's why I think the Knicks also they'll get in as the wild card because I think they'll beat all three of the other teams too. Okay. All right, so yeah, I mean that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, uh, that was fun. I can't wait for the. I honestly can't wait till it starts. I think it's gonna be awesome. Best and worst free agent signings. Mm. Just one, one for each. Best. Don't say Van Vliet because we already discussed it. Best free agent signing. Jeez, it was just such a weak free agency, man. Can't even think of a great move that I loved. Give me, I know because he resigned. I don't think that would really count. I did love it though. I thought they had to do it. I'm, I'm gonna go with it because I thought it was such a weak one. I think the Bucks resigning Lopez was huge for them. I don't think they could have lost him. 
Like, I think he's actually their second most valuable player because he was literally probably the best. He was probably... he. He was top three best defensive player in the NBA last year with Jackson and AD. Like he's you had they had if they lost him they lose everything defensively at their anchor. So I'm gonna say he was the best. I guess I'll throw a one in there. I like Divincenzo to the Knicks. I think he fits them. Like I I mean he's played with all those guys Brunson and and uh, and then out kind of gives Brunson a little bit of a backup point guard too. So I kind of I like that one. Worst free agent move. Hmm was a bad signing I mean obviously <laughs> obviously Van Fleet was bad dude I mean there just wasn't a lot of movement oh I don't mind him on their team because I think they needed a defense player like him but I thought it was crazy that Grant Williams got 56 million I don't mind him on their team because they needed a guy like that but I do think, I mean, I'm not paying him more than $8 million a year. Right. Where do you want to see Dame and where will he land? Is it anything other than the Heat? I mean, like, kind of a team off the radar that I would just, I think would be a really sick fit would be Milwaukee with Giannis. I yeah. mean, Dame and Giannis, I, think be, I do think he ends up in Miami because, I mean, his agent and him are literally telling teams that they won't report if they trade for him, so they're going to find it. It's going to be Miami, just win, but I think Milwaukee, or even Philly, I think would be kind of cool. Him and Embiid, I think would be sick, so, but I think it will be Miami, but Milwaukee or Philly, I think would be sick. Do you think the Trailblazers owe anything to him to, like, give him heat? I do. Give him the heat? I do think they, I think that... But, like, what if they don't like the package? Like, how is that fair? Well, I... He signed a contract. But here's the thing, like, the, the other teams that are interested in him being the Clippers... Um, who are the other teams interested? The Sixers. They don't have any more draft capital than the Heat. So, like, the, the Clippers have no draft capital, actually. Clippers can't give them any picks. So, like, they're really, the Heat can give them three first-round picks. The, it's going to need to be getting a third team involved. This is why it's going to take a while. Because they don't want Tyler Hero back. Because they have so many guards already. It's not that they don't like Tyler Hero. It's just, like, we have Anthony Simons, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp. We don't need another guard. That's why Toronto's interested in Tyler Hero to get in, and they could send a pick to Portland as well. So you get four picks, maybe a younger, a couple younger guys. But like, I do think they own a little because he stayed there, and he he you know he's never asked for a trade until now, and I think he stuck with them when, in my opinion, they didn't do the best by him. Like, they literally repeated him and CJ McCollum for like five straight years, and everyone knew it wasn't going to work. I think they do. Now, I mean, if a team like the Nets or the Spurs came out with like a ridiculous package, I can't blame them for taking it for a lot of a lot more picks. But I think they should give them this wish right here. I do, in my opinion. Where do you want to see Harden, and where do you think he will land? I mean, this guy's played on every NBA team there is. I mean, he's gonna probably end up with the Clippers. I'm guessing. I mean, that's where he has his sight set on. And here's the Dude, Harden that actually sounds like a disaster. Harden has more. Harden technically has more, uh, more weight than than Lillard because he's only on a one year deal. So he's gonna tell all these teams, okay, trade for me, fuck off after this year. He's gonna go to the Clippers. Where would I like to see him, too? He's just such a, like, he's just not a winner, man. I don't know where I'd want to see him. How go. was? Why would the Clippers trade for him though? Because they know he's gonna play eighty two regular season games and their other stars can't. 
So you're going to run out a lineup of Russ, Harden, Well, guess PG, that Russ would be traded, right? I guess that Russ would be involved in the trade. Oh, that's what you would guess? I would guess. I bet it would be, be something like... But why would the Sixers want him back? I don't know. What the, Six- the Sixers are in a shitty spot. They really should have just let Harden walk and did, just said, fuck him. Like, don't, we don't want you to opt in. We're not going to... Tra- you go sign with whoever you want. Like, I think they, I think they shouldn't have let it... I, because, like, literally... They had the discussion. They could have literally said, if you opt in, we're not trading you and you're going to play as a sixer, and he would have probably opted out. But now you're like, you kind of have to... He pretty much is going to decide where he goes. Lillard technically doesn't have a say. If they say, well, we're trading you to Brooklyn, we're getting five first-round draft picks, we're trading you to San Antonio, we're getting five first-round draft picks. He doesn't have a say. Harden has a say because he's a free agent next year. Lillard has three years left on his deal. He'll probably end up going to the Clippers. Where I'd want to see him go, dude. I mean, Sixers point, probably. Yeah, I'd probably rather just see him stay at the Sixers and see if they can do something. I don't know, but yeah. Why'd you say earlier you were out on Dame? So out on Dame. Like it's just I don't know. Like, I think Dame's a really really good player, and I do think if he went to Miami, they would definitely contend. But, like. He has had some solid teams, and he's gotten beat in the first round a lot by teams that I think had less. Like, he got caught by the Nuggets early on. Like, I don't know. I'm just like I think he's a, I think he's a really good player, don't get me wrong, and there's some really good fits. I just I don't think he gets I don't think he necessarily gets Miami fully over the hump because dude, they're going to be gutted. Like they're going to be gutted, yeah. like to get him like. But in the East, I don't think you need to be extremely deep to go to the finals. So, I think maybe my, if if they had him, I would say that Miami, you know, Miami's definitely in there with Milwaukee and Boston to win it all and to, or to get to the. You NBA still finals. pick the Bucks. I would still take the Bucks. I think, yeah. So, should the Clippers continue to run it back? Like, I mean, can they do no. anything else? No, they shouldn't. I mean, it's. They're doing the definition of insanity. I know why they're doing it, though, and I understand it. They're moving into a new arena. You probably can't move into a new arena in L.A. with a shitty-ass rebuilding team. So, I understand it. So, like, I guess I should say, yeah, I guess they have to. They have to do what they're doing because, I mean, it's the only way to try to contend because the games you do get out of Paul George and Kawhi, you win a decent amount of them. So, yeah, you kind of have to. Like, there's... If they just blow it up and trade both and just go young and rebuilding, well, that kind of bums the idea of a new arena with a shitty team rolling out there, you know? Like, great head coach, but shitty team. Did the Celtics actually get better this offseason? Dude, you know what I, I thought about when when all these when those trades went down with Kristaps and then Chris Paul? If you would have said that Kristaps got traded to the Warriors and Chris Paul got traded to Celtics, I think it would have all made sense. The Celtics are missing one thing, a guy that can facilitate and handle the ball down the stretch of games because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum seemed to, could not do that. If they had Chris Paul to be able to just facilitate an offense and like get them better shots instead of just straight ISO shots, I think that would have made sense. And for the Warriors, they need a big, and he can shoot it too. Like I think if you would have flipped those trades, I'd look at both those teams a lot better actually. But I don't think that, like you said, Kristaps 
you, you already have Robert Williams and Al Horford defensively. Why did you need a big? Like, I don't understand why that was the move to get a big. Like, I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't mind it. I would like, I guess I would like it if they like, uh, if they traded, you know, if they have Kristaps and they traded like Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard and they had Dame, JT and Kristaps. I'd like that big three a lot better because you have a for sure ball handler down the stretch of games. We saw JT and Jalen Brown piss away games left and right in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, again, you, like you said, so no. Did they get better? I think they're the exact same. They're still good, but they're not like I don't jump them into definitive NBA championship team. What's it going to take for you to say, yeah, we need to extend Jalen? I mean, they need to at at worst reach the NBA Finals this year and like show me that they can go through the East again and beat these good teams and maybe even win it. Is he worth three hundred million dollars? I don't think so. But, again, with the way the new cap structure is, teams are going to keep their players. So, like, I mean, probably at the end of the day, they're unless they make a move at the deadline, they're probably going to have to extend him no matter what at the end of the year. Unless they are, like, let's say they're average. Like, let's just say they're having kind of a down year, and by the deadline, maybe, maybe you can make a move. I don't know what for, but maybe you can make a move and trade him. But they're probably going to end up keeping him, honestly. Yeah. Uh, does this T-Wolves roster ever work? No. The current one? I would trade Cat. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I don't think you can trade Rudy. Because who's trading for Rudy? Uh, you know? I think Cat still has some value. Rudy has none. That's got to be the worst trade in NBA history, right? Dude, I mean, five picks for Rudy Gobert. What? Criminal. The Jazz are better off for their future right now than the Timberwolves. And they have in the Timberwolves have Anthony Edwards. Easily. Who wants to go fucking live in Minnesota? What free agents can be like, oh yeah, fuck it, I'll go live up in Minnesota. No. Like, no. It's gonna take a trade. And you have to the Timberwolves now have to they should know that Anthony Edwards is their guy. He's the number one guy. Move Cat for some depth in like a point guard. Who who needs Cat? Like I mean the Clippers were interested in him, but who can the Clippers give you? That you want. You want fucking Russell Westbrook handle the ball next to Anthony Edwards and stunt his growth? No. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know who you can find. Like, honestly, it's like, they're just, they're in a shitty, they're in a shitty position. Because they're like, they're still like an okay team to where they're like a play-in team. But you can never look at them with this roster and say, oh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year and they could make a run. You know? Mm-hmm. The only thing you could see is them going backwards. Yeah. Like, I think they're at best an 8-9 and then... Literally at the low end, I think they're like the 14th seed. Do you trust Jaw to get get right? And get do you trust him to get off the court, but do you also do you trust him to get better like on the court? I think that I think off the court he will get better. I I have I have faith that he's gonna this suspension is gonna finally maybe put it through his head that dude, if I mean if I do something like this again, I'm gonna be spending for a year next time. Yeah. I mean, 25 games goes to a year, in my opinion. Like, you go 25 games, he's going to be out for a year if he does something stupid again. On the court, I think he is who he is. I think he's a tremendous athlete. You know, can be very streaky shooter. He can't, I mean, you saw in the Lakers games, I mean, he had fucking like five threes in a row one game to make it interesting. A good playmaker. Um, not a great defender, but you don't got to be because Memphis has a lot of good defender player, defensive players. I just know I think he is who he is, which is an outstanding basketball player. But I just don't think he's a guy. I don't think he's a guy that can lead a team to an NBA title. Personally, best young core in the NBA. 
Ooh, that's a good one. I like the Pistons. I like the Rockets a lot. I mean, Rockets, jeez. Rockets, so the Rockets have a mentor. Thunder? Huh? Thunder? Ooh. Yeah. You count an SGA in there still at 24? Yeah. I'll go Thunder. In Don't mind the magic either. In five years, will the Thunder be NBA title contenders? Yes. Five years. In five years, they'll be. I think, I think not this year or next year. Three years, three seasons from now, I think they're like, they're for sure like winning a playoff series and battling to get to the conference finals. Are you doing anything with Zion right now? Like, are you considering moving? I mean, where, where are you at if you're the. I think office. I think you go. I mean, because I think first off, I think his trade value right now would be at an all time low. Would you agree? Yeah. So I'm 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 like, if I'm them and he has a really good year, but you guys are still like you know fuck like you're like a ten seed and you're still not very good and his value goes up and you can move him for a shit ton because you obviously realize that your team's not working. Maybe you move him. I'm keeping him this year though. I'm like, I'm giving him this year, and if he can prove to me that he can win us games and be healthy, there you go. Do you trust the duo of Luca and Kyrie? I do. I think they're actually going to be good. I just worry about the team around them. Like, I think they're going to be fine. I just don't – I know I know it kind of seems weird because they're both ball-dominant guards, but I just see them being fine. Like, I think they're probably going to average I mean, fucking damn near 60 a game together. I just worry about the rest of the team. Like, the Mavs bench is just – it's shaky. Hardaway Jr. is always injured. I mean, you're paying Grant Williams. You're paying Grant Williams to fucking score 15 a game next year. He'll start. I mean, so who they they also brought in somebody. Oh, they got Lively. They hope to hit on him. I would like to see them like like we talked about. I would like to see them uh, draft Grady or Jordan Hawkins for some more shooting around them. Yeah, they just have like no scoring other than Luke exactly. I think they'll be fine. I don't know if the Mavs will be fine though. Just their team around them. Can the Sixers do anything to get, like, let's say Harden's gone, he just forces a trade, forces them into a shitty trade, they get a couple picks, maybe a couple decent role players, shitty role players here and there. I mean, is there anything they can do? Like, should Embiid, or should Embiid just request a trade after this year? If it, go, if it goes really bad and they can't find a way to win a playoff series or two, I mean, really, I think he should probably just request a trade and Philly should move on from it. Like, I think it's like... I think it's over. I think they missed their window. I do too. Like, I mean, how many playoff series have they won? With them be one or two? Two or three. Two or three. I mean, but like... They've never got to the conference finals. They always lose to Boston. Yeah, and the one year that they really had a chance, they lost to Atlanta. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Not saying they would have beat Milwaukee, but... That Sixers, that was probably the best team they had. That When Ben Simmons was Ben Simmons... They lost to when they were really good when they had Simmons, Butler, and Embiid. Oh, and they lost they to lost Toronto on the last second shot. Yeah, yeah, I think like you said, I think they missed. Like their that's window. when their window was opening, and now it's closed. Hawks, a couple chances at Boston. This like, was their last year. It's closed. So what they've had Harden for how many years? Two, two, two full years yet. That 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 door's shut anyway. I don't think that Harden can win anymore. Being like a a. a Asking Harden to be like a number one or two option, I think he's done with that. I think they should. I think he should. They should move on. He should move on after this year, unless they can find some way to make a really good trade. But I just don't know who's trading for Harden. That is going to give you like real value. Yeah. Yeah. They'll probably make the playoffs. I mean, the East isn't great, so they'll probably make the playoffs. But they'll probably lose in the first round because they'll probably be a 
well, they'll probably be like a six seed and I have to draw Boston, Miami, or Milwaukee. They're not beating any of those three. Cavs. Cavs. They wouldn't beat the Cavs either. Cavs are a perfect matchup for them too, size. How many legit title contenders are there in either in both conferences? Like legit, they can win a title. Okay, I'm leaving Miami off for now because I don't think they are. I'll go two in the east, four in the west. Suns, Lakers, uh, Nuggets, Clippers, and then Boston, Milwaukee. Is the Warriors dynasty over? Yeah, I was killed by yours truly. <laughs> yeah, that dynasty's over. I mean, yeah, they can, they have the same players and they got the same coach, but it's nothing of the same. And no matter what Warriors fans say, deep down, let's be honest, they know that it's not the same and it's never going to be the same. Yeah, Steph's great. Clay and Draymond, what from from those teams that played the Cavs? Would you dare say that Clay and Draymond are kind of like a shell of what they were then? Clay for sure, yeah. I mean, Dray- Draymond's still a good defender. Draymond's head is just isn't in it any like he's it just was stupid. Like he's even stupider than he used to yeah. be. Like just fucking like he let LeBron. I've never seen a guy get away with more shit on the court than him. How does he not have seventy five technical fouls a year? He's literally cussing at the rest the entire time, and they're just not doing anything. It's crazy. Yeah, LeBron and the Lakers killed the Warriors dynasty. They can, yeah. you know, they can have their can have their cheap titles with KD, but LeBron ended them at the end of the day. One team from each conference that will make the playoffs next year that didn't this year. Pacers immediately for me from the East. I think the Pacers are actually going to be good now. And the, so I would say they're going to keep this team together. Like making the one, like the actual playoffs, not the play-in. Okay. Well, I would say they would win the play-in and make it as like a seven. Okay. Like, but they'll make the playoffs, not the play-in. They'll if they're in the play-in, they'll get through the play-in and make the playoffs. I'll take the Pacers. Ooh, in the West. So what teams missed it in the West? So the Lakers were a seven. Who did they beat to get in? The Timberwolves. Wolves. God, remember when they almost lost to the Timberwolves? Who the Wolves beat? Oh, I'll go the Thunder. I think the Thunder will make the playoffs. I think they'll get like the eight seed. Okay. Oh God. Change your mind. No, I don't. I want to say Pelicans are going to make it too, but I want to go Thunder because for more for sure thing like their team. All right, a little NFL. Yeah. How many teams can actually beat the Chiefs? Both both sides. One. Philadelphia. It's the only team that can beat the Chiefs. You don't think anyone in the AFC can beat them? I think the Jazz and the the Jags and the Bengals would have a shot. I just think so three. I'll say three, but I'm confident in one. Okay. I mean, have to be confident, right? The Eagles were up 10 and kind of pissed the game away. So, <laughs> And Mahomes just was... You could... That's one... I mean, obviously, it would never happen, probably. But damn, if there was one time you could ever argue the losing team winning Super Bowl MVP, it was Jalen Hurts. I mean, the dude downright was by far their best player. Like, like you said, carried them. Let's go over a Chiefs schedule real quick. Chiefs schedule? All right. 17, no. You want to look at it still? I bet you haven't gone fifteen and two. Is it? Have you seen the schedule? Yeah. In the city, Chiefs schedule. Oh boy, Jesus Christ! Is it tough? Not really. Okay, start off two and zero. Oh. So start off. So they beat the Saints. They'll beat the Cardinals. Wait, this is preseason. The first game is the Lions, right? Thursday night football. Thursday night, yeah. Okay, so Lions at home win. 
Mm. One and one at Jacksonville. A stunner. Uh, they lose early games in the year. Exactly. That's why I think if I have a couple of losses, I'm going to have them early on in the year. Because, dude, once they find their groove halfway through the year, it, they're unbeatable. Uh, so they'll beat the Bears. All right, I'll have them starting two and two. I think they lose to the Jets. Then they beat the Vikings. So they're three and two. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Dolphins. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five and two. Ooh, Eagles in Arrowhead. Uh-oh. That's a sick Uh-oh. game. Uh-oh. Is that Monday night? Oh, it's Monday night football, too. Chiefs. Six and two. They beat the Char- uh, They beat the Raiders. They beat the Packers. God, can I really have them beating both the Bills and the Bengals here? It's at home. Both of them are? They get the Eagles, Bengals, and Bills at home. Oh, my God. What's the schedule? Yeah, I mean, they're two toughest road games. I mean, they're so those three being at home, they get – they're basically their toughest road games are Jags, Jets, and Vikings, not including divisional opponents because obviously that seems like a lot of the time those AFC West games get played pretty close, like just because they know each other. Okay, I'll say they split with the Bengals and Bills. No, you know what? No, I won't. No, they're not going to lose at home. God, the Bengals have their number in the regular season. Sort of the Bills. I'll be safe. They'll split those, but they'll beat the Patriots, Raiders, Chargers, 14-3. and three. I'm losing to the Jags, Jets, and one of the Bills. I, they'll lose to the Bills, but the, he, he beats Burrow again in Burrowhead. 14-3? and three. Burrowhead. <laughs> Is the Bills window officially closed? No, it's not officially. Here's what I'll say. I, I, I criticize Allen for sure, but he's... He's uber good, uber talented. I've always said, if you have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, no matter, they're they're like a they're like Brady, Manning, Breeze. No matter who they have around them, they're always going to be good. They're just too good at quarterback for their teams to have like a seven and ten year. I think. So no, I the Bills window, it's. It got tougher because their division got tougher and the AFC got tougher. So it did get tough for them. But would it, like, shock me if next year the Josh Allen won league MVP, dominated, and they went to the Super Bowl? Wouldn't shock me because he is that good. I just worry about his decision-making. If he fixes that up, though, it's not really a bad thing about his game. Something, nothing, or everything digs this offseason. Just like not showing up to camp. Something, nothing, or everything. I'm gonna say it's a little bit of something. There's definitely something about it. It's weird. Like I don't know. It's just strange to me. Like I thought they could come to. I thought he loved it there, so I thought they would easily come to a deal. But he's kind of being a little bit greedy. So it is something. I think it is something. Are the Jets legit title like Super Bowl contenders? Y- yes, the Jets they can are, win a Super Bowl. The Jets could win a Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, uh, now. You know, Rodgers is older, so if, if they're going to get one, it better be this year, next year type thing. You know, because then and who's, your, Chiefs. Then who's your quarter? Their what? defense is good enough to keep them in the game for sure. They could beat the Chiefs. I wouldn't pick them to beat the Chiefs, but they could. They are one of the teams I think could beat the Chiefs, yes. Which AFC West team do you trust the most outside of the Chiefs? I don't trust the Raiders for sure. Just because Garoppolo's injury concerns, and I don't know how good of a head coach what's his name is. Is it Josh McDaniel? Yeah. The Chargers have a better roster than Denver, but Denver has the 
major advantage in head coach. I'm going to go the Chargers, though, because I trust Herbert to be have a bounce. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he wasn't great last year. Um, I'm going to say the Chargers slightly because I Staley is an absolute stain on their team. Can anyone beat the Eagles in the NFC? I, right now, I'd have to say no. I think can can the Cowboys so... even challenge them? Yeah, they can challenge them. Like, can they challenge them in the, in the NFC East like race or probably not? Yeah, I think they can challenge them in the NFC East race. I mean, they only lost it by a game last year. I mean, the Cowboys went 12-5, the Eagles went 13-4, so they can definitely challenge them. I just don't know if the Cowboys are good enough to beat them. I mean, the only, the only time they played – well, I guess they played twice. The Eagles played us with a backup, and we played them with a backup. So, I mean, it's not like – that was funny when Eagles fans were like, oh, yeah, you beat us with – you know, we, we had Gardner Minshew playing. I was like, well, you guys only beat us when we had Cooper Rush playing. I would say Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Gardner Minshew started, like, I mean, he was decent. I mean, Cooper Rush did win some games last year, don't get me wrong, but, like, nobody's signing. Cooper Rush had a good run and couldn't get any bit of, like, no one was going back up? Yeah. They re-signed him. Who are two teams that's going to take a step back back this year? I don't want to go, like, I don't want to go, like, completely obvious, you know, like, say the fucking, I mean, the Packers were bad last year, though. I'm gonna. Think, I think the Seahawks might take a little bit of. I don't know if they make the playoffs. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Geno. I'm not saying they're the worst team in the NFL again. I'm not sold on them. Oh no. Okay. NFC Giants. Giants. We, they won't make. Daniel Jones had had a good season. He over overplayed how good. What do you he think is, about though. his contract? I mean, ridiculously terrible. Forty million a year. How many years? Five. How many guaranteed? Or how much guaranteed? Hundred and some. It's a lot. AFC, take a step back. Because their coach is so bad, I could see the Chargers missing the playoffs in the deep AFC. I want to say I wanted to say the Bills, but like they won't take a step back enough for me to say they'll miss the playoffs. Chargers, I could see missing the playoffs. Do you have any thoughts on Jordan Love? Like, do you think he can be a guy or? You know, I've I've never, never really like thought about it. I always thought he was kind of maybe he was just he was kind of a bust because like why would the Packers just not moved off Rodgers a couple years ago if they thought he was the guy? You know. Yeah. So like, I do. He's gifted. I mean, his arm talent's ridiculous. I mean, I've seen the tape. He's got ridiculous arm talent. It's just going to be about accuracy, and poise, and so, I think he's so. I think he'll be solid. To where he can have them contending to get a wild card spot. Because the NFC, so, dude, you might see a couple teams in the NFC at like 8 9, 9 and 8 getting the wild card. Yeah. Who should the Bucks target as their next QB? Well, I think it really depends on how the season goes. If they're terrible and Baker's awful and they're able to get a, a top four pick, you know, you're hoping to get, you know, if you can get the number one pick, obviously you want Caleb or you get Drake May, Quinn Ewers, somebody like that. I think it'll be a rookie because I do think they'll. I mean, you could argue that Baker's never had more weapons, though. I mean, they still have weapons. They still have Evans, Godwin, and um, who's the guy they signed for the Falcons that played last year? I can't think of his name. They have Rashad White, good rookie running back. Like, this is probably Baker. This is and this is probably Baker's last opportunity to show if I can play or not. Yeah, like, he's a he will move to like bounce around the league backup if he's really bad this year, because like he does have weapons. I mean, he's got Evans and Godwin. Like, that's not like it's not like he's going to a team. 
that's like completely shitty at wide receiver. Like, I mean, Evans and Goblin are still good. Yeah, they're really good. Like, Evans every year goes over 1,000 yards, and I think Rashad White's going to be a really good running back. So, yeah, I think that a, probably a drafted quarterback, unless Baker does well. Who knows? Crazy things happen. Baker could be good. I Rank these. Bet on it, but. Caleb Williams, Stroud, Bryce Young, Richardson, and May. Williams won. God, I like a lot of these. I like all of these guys. This is tough because I like Drake May a lot too. I'm going to sign – right now, I'm doing this right now. I'm going to put Richardson at five because he's, I think he's the more unproven commodity out of the bunch. I'm going to go – God, dude, this is tough. I had Stroud as my QB one the entire time. Fuck. Stroud, two. Bryce Young, three. Drake May, four. Richardson, five. Because he's just more unproven. Like, I've seen all of the other guys have done well in college. Like, Drake May has done really well with, especially when how much is put on Drake May's shoulders playing in that shitty ass, with that shitty ass defense. Yeah, I'll go with that. I love Drake May, though. It's is Marvin Harrison the best wide receiver prospect you've ever covered? God, I mean, yeah, because I can't say I covered, like, Calvin and stuff. Like, since doing drafts probably four or five years ago, yeah, I think he's the best wide receiver prospect I've ever seen. He, could he go, like, number two? Like, could he go as high well, as two? You know, because the Cardinals could end up with one and two because they have the Texans pick. So what if the Texans are bad? I think they would draft Caleb and Marvin back-to-back. Oh, my God. That would be unreal. That would be so sick because I think I truly think this is Kyler Murray's last year. That's all. Is okay, Kyler done? Done in done in. I don't think he's done being a good quarterback. I think he's, it's Arizona's run its course, though. Yeah. I think he gets traded. Perfect fit for him. I've always I've talked about it. Atlanta, with all those young weapons, I think Atlanta's a perfect fit for Kyler Murray. That'd be sick. Playing in a dome, still like I think Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan. I love that fit for him, or the Cowboys. <laughs> How worried one to ten are you on Stafford? I mean, elbow injuries at age 34, 35 or nothing to, you know, joke about. I'd probably put it about a seven or eight, pretty worried. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a tough injury at his age to come back from and still be elite. Do you trust the Niners? Like with their quarterback situations? I I love their roster, but like. So no, you don't No, because can I, I can't fully say that I trust Brock Purdy or Trey Lance to go and win me four playoff, three playoff games. And won a Super Bowl. I can't, I can't say that right now. Vikings, are they good or bad? I think they're good. Um, their defense might be a little worse this year, but I think, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a tremendous year. I think their offense is going to be really good. I, you, you've seen Alexander Madison step in the past two years and still be really solid for them at running back. So, yeah, I think they'll be good. I think they'll make the playoffs. So, the Vikings 2023 season will be... Finish it off. I mean, do Vikings fans think that they, like, actually have a chance to make a run? If they do, I think it ends in disappointment again. I'm a first-round exit type thing. Really? First-round exit? Yeah, because you got to think, let's say, okay, let's say that they are a wild card. If they're a wild, I actually like their chances, because let's say they're the fourth, let's say they're the fourth team to, like, they're the division winner, but they're the four seed, and you're drawing Dallas or Philly. That's a first-round exit. I would almost rather be a wild card and draw the Saints or your the team that won your division, say the Lions. I'd rather draw that. Why wouldn't they want to be the number two seed? 
I just don't think they can be over San Fran. I don't think they'll have more wins than San Fran this year. I think their season, again, because I know, I mean, one of my good friends is a big Vikings fan. I think that if their expectations are, again, to we want to take an even bigger step and we want to try to reach the Super Bowl, I think the season one disappointment. But I think they're going to have a good season. Again, I think that they need to realize that their defense is not going to be as good. It's going to be worse this year. So you're not going to be – and your offense is still going to be good, but you did lose Dalvin Cook. Now I think TJ Hawkinson is going to take a huge step in that offense. They lost Thielen, but I do like KJ Osborne, and I love that they drafted Jordan Addison. I do – I love their offense. I just don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Just make or break for Tua. Is this his last year? I think that if, like, uh, if he has a – like, definitely it could be his last year if he has, like, serious injury concerns again, especially if it's head injuries. I could see him possibly just retiring, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's – it was already on the table with his family this offseason. But, like, if he – yeah, I, I guess it's just tough, though, because, like, if they go – let's just say they go 8-9, and nine, so they're picking around, you know, the 16-18 to 18 range. And he had, a, like, he had a good year, but it wasn't great. He threw a lot of picks. You can't really get a quarterback there. And quarterbacks don't hit – good quarterbacks don't hit free agency anymore. Unless – I mean, I guess they could learn – if they learned Tom Brady's carcass out at 47. <laughs> but, like, I think it will just depend – I think it's more so if injuries take place, yes. I think it's, it could be the end for him. I think if they have, like, an average year, I think they would give him another year. But I think it's going to be more injury-based. Now, if they go – let's say he is healthy and they go, like, 6-11 and 11 or something like that or 7-10 and 10, – and they completely miss the playoffs, then it could be definitely over. Is this like a make or break type year type year for the Patriots, Mac? I mean, can they Bill? Yeah, can they contend at all for any Damn, type of roster? Look at, that, look at that division. Playoff spot. They're easily the fourth they're easily the fourth fourth best team in their division. The worst team in their division. Can they contend at all for a playoff spot? I would say that they're like a six and eleven team. I mean, who's their receivers, bro? Juju and Devontae Parker for Mac. I mean, help the poor guy out. I actually don't think he's bad. I don't think he's getting any help, though. Like, yeah, they have a good run game. Nice defense always. At some point, you got to fucking get the guy a weapon. Like, I was shocked that they didn't take Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, when they were picking. I was really shocked by that. I thought they would pick a receiver. What are the keys to a Cowboys season, successful season? What does it come down to? Does it just come down to Dak? I mean, is it, that, is it that simple? I mean, yeah, I think if Dak's good, which, I mean, there's no excuses with the weapons he has. And he's going to have a good young athletic tight end that showed real real glimpses late in the year and in the game against the Bucks. You're going to have Tony Pollard. Hell, they, you know, if they bring in a – bring back Zeke as a, you know, just a short yardage back or even like a Leonard Fournette as a short yardage back or they sign Kareem Hunt. They brought in Brandon Cooks. The O-line still really good. The defense is going to be good. There's really no excuses. Like, you know, I hate saying it, but, like, the Cowboys got to at least get to the NFC title game this year, man. It can't be, again, like a, a win a playoff game, losing the second round. Continuous. So successful season is NFC title. Yeah. And if we lose – if we were in the – and depends if we were able if we played like the Eagles in round two and somehow beat the Eagles in round two and we didn't play the Eagles in the NFC title game, then it would be Super Bowl or bust. We should beat the 49ers. Yeah. But again, if we played the Eagles and we lost to the Eagles and the Eagles are still very good, I can live with that. I can't live with really anything short of the NFC title game, though, honestly. The the roster's too good. I mean, dude, he wanted another weapon. 
they fucking got him Brandon Cooks. He's a good weapon. You know, we have three good receivers. Tight ends good. I mean, just, yeah, it's... So is this, do you think this is it? Like, if they don't reach the NFC title? No. Or are you just going to keep Probably running not. it back? Probably just run it back. I mean, it's just the Cowboys. They don't, you know, you know, we're one of the biggest brands in the world, but we don't take a ton of risk. You know, like we keep our guys. We don't make big, we don't make, the only, you know, the only good thing about the Cowboys not making big trades is they don't make bad trades. You know, they keep all their picks. They like to keep the guys they have. But... Man, if it's another first round exit, or if it's a you know even a win, and then you lose to the Niners or the Eagles, it's like okay, are we just gonna keep doing this? And like we know we can't beat the Niners and Eagles with Dak, so are we gonna keep doing this? Probably, probably will. I would say. Yeah. I mean, there's just um, nothing else. Let's do a little preview of the NFL playoffs. So who you think, and then just go through. Okay, so division winners in the NFC: Eagles, Niners. Be careful here because I was bad last year. I'll go Saints, and I will go the Vikings. I'll go the Eagles are the one, Niners are the two, Saints are the three, Vikings are the four. Cowboys getting a wild card. Wild card's tough. Man, I hate really, just really hate penciling, but I mean, it's like almost you have to say the Lions are going to make it. And it's so bad. I'll go Lions... Lions, Panthers. Seahawks miss out. It's Cowboys play. Cowboys would play the Vikings. I'd have the Cowboys winning. Saints would play the Lions. That'd be an interesting game. I'd take the Saints, though. And then the Niners play the Panthers. I'd obviously take the Niners. So you'd have Cowboys, Eagles. Do I want to go fucking bold on these predictions, or do I want to go what's probably correct? Fuck it. Cowboys beat the Eagles. <laughs> Niners beat the Vikings. Oh, no. Niners beat the Saints. Cowboys beat the Niners. All right. AFC. Chiefs win their division. Bengals win their division as the two seed. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Jaguars win their division as the two seed. Bengals the three. No. Jets the three. Bengals the four. Bills five. Dolphins six. God, so I have to decide between the Ravens, Browns, and Chargers here. Mm. Fuck it. I'm going bold here. I'm going Browns to make the playoffs. So you got Browns versus Jags. Give me the Jags. You got the Bengals versus the Dolphins. Oh, no, you got the Jets versus the Dolphins. Ooh. Give me the Jets. And then you got Bengals, Bills, round one. Winner plays the Chiefs. Bengals. Chiefs beat the Bengals. God, that's a brutal first round for the Chiefs. Jaguars beat the Jets. Chiefs beat the Jags. Chiefs beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Chiefs over Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Is there any Connor update? I mean, they think that he's still going to, you know, the UFC is saying that they're still going to have him fight at the end of the year. I, I have my doubts more and more as each day goes on. Like, at the end of the day, it's not like that I, you know, dislike Connor, I mean, I still he's still you know easily my second favorite athlete ever. But like, I also don't want to see him go in there half ass and just get fucking beat up. You know, mm -hmm. like I think it's like at the end of the day, I think I think what they said is correct. When you have that much money, I mean, sold his whiskey for six hundred and fifty million dollars. He's made what probably another two fifty to three hundred in fighting. 
he's probably at this point a billionaire, or he will be a billionaire once the sale goes through for his whiskey. It can't be easy to wake up and say, man, I want to go train and get punched in the face today and I have a billion dollars. Like, why? Like, most of these guys that are fighting, they have to. Like, they don't have that money. You know, there's certain guys that don't have to fight. John Jones definitely doesn't have to fight. Like, but, you know, guys that aren't getting... Israel Adesanya definitely doesn't have to fight, but he's in his prime, so it's different. But, like, when you have so much fucking money, I mean, he's literally going to be worth a billion dollars in two years. Like... I don't get how you could wake up and say, yeah, I want to get punched in the face for fucking three months and then go fight a guy in a cage and get punched in the face even more, break my leg potentially like he did. It's like, I just think that, I think he loves the fight game, but I think it's the, it's the motivation part of getting up and, I don't have any doubts that if he could put together a training camp and be fully immersed and invested in the fight game, that he could still win fights and like beat some good people. But I think he loves the fight game, but can he put together a three-month training camp and be willing to you know, leave the kids at home, dive into a training camp? I don't know if he can do that. I just don't know if he can. He definitely has still the talent, and if he was did a full camp, if, if he was fully, if I knew he was fully immersed, and I won't know until he fights, if he, if he does sign to fight Michael Chandler and they fight, I won't know until he fights. And if he goes in there and beats Michael Chandler's ass, then I know he took it seriously. If he goes in there and he fucking looks like shit and he loses to Michael Chandler, then I know he didn't take it seriously. Because if he takes it seriously, he should beat Michael Chandler. It's a very winnable fight. Not a tough matchup, in my opinion. For Is that what it's going to be? If he fights, it'll be Chandler first, yeah. The guy he coached against Ultimate Fighter on. So what's like the holdup? Like why, why has nothing been announced? Well, the whole USADA thing because he got out of the testing pool and stuff like that. And I mean, it's just, it's also, does he want to do it? Did he do all this for publicity? Does he actually want to fight? That's the biggest question. If there isn't a fight announced by mid to late August, then I then we know that he 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 does, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, and I don't blame him for not wanting to do it. I wouldn't want to fucking wake up and get punched in the face if I had a billion dollars too. It's like why would I do that? I could just live a great life and stuff. But I don't want him to fight half ass. Even if he signs the deal to fight him, that doesn't mean I know that he's gonna take be taking it seriously. Like I don't know that. I won't know until fight night. If he goes out there and does what he can do to the matchup he has in front of him, then he should win. But if he goes out there and looks like shit and gets his ass whooped, then I know that, okay, this is it, and I hope you, you should never fight again. I'm just not – I used to be, like, so pumped up for the return and, like, for him to come back and fight again and try to go on one more run. But, like, I've lost a little bit of the passion to be like, yeah, I, I really want to see this. I don't want to see it if he's half-assing. So, like – if he doesn't want to fight, good, don't fight. But you should never fight if you're taking it half-ass, for sure. So is your prediction he doesn't it doesn't end up happening? No, my prediction is he won't end up fighting. I do think he does fight. I just don't know, does he fight? Is he going to fight? So you have a feeling it's going to just be kind of a half-ass deal? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to, I guess I'm not going to say either way because I don't know. He may just say, he may hear all this fucking chatter about, oh, he's washed and he's never going to take this seriously again. And he may say, fuck it. I'm going to dive in and I'm going to take it super seriously because it's a winnable fight. And, you know, I'm going to try to go on one more magical run. So there's always that chance. So I'm not going to say either way. I'm going to go into that fight basically not knowing. You're going to have two predictions for me if that fight comes around. Conor McGregor half-assed in camp. He's getting knocked the fuck out. Conor McGregor took it seriously. He's beating the shit out of Michael Chandler. There's only two ways that fight can go. It all depends. 
this fight is Michael Chandler's a good fighter. This fight is not dictated on Michael Chandler's terms. It's dictated on what Conor McGregor comes into that octagon whenever they fight December probably. So. Right. KU football. Last question. So I want you to give a record for four scenarios. One record you would be surprised with of how how good they did. Two is what you would be content and what you're expecting, <clears throat> which you said eight and four. Mm-hmm. Content those a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So surprised, content, disappointed, and unacceptable. Surprise would be like ten and two, nine and three. Content would be seven and five. We go seven and five. I'm content with that season. Yeah. Disappointed would be like five and seven, missing a bowl game. I'd be a little disappointed if we missed the bowl game, to be honest. Like I would be disappointed. Unacceptable. Three and nine would be very unacceptable. Even four and eight, honestly. Like, if we only won three games this year, I would be like, what the fuck happened? There's no way. K- this KU football team is not a three-win team. But could I see five and seven? It sure could happen. But I'd be very disappointed if it happened. Yeah. My prediction is eight and four. I'd be content with, with seven losses and five. to who? Texas, K-State? I guess we're right here on the schedule. Let's look up their schedule. Goodness, get to the Big 12, Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, I say, I'm saying 3-0 in non-con. I'm saying we beat BYU at home to 4-0. We lose to Texas on the road. We beat UCF and and Oklahoma State back-to-back to to go to bowl eligible. 6-1 start? Hey. No one would have thought we started off 5-0 last year. True. Lose to Oklahoma. Lose to Iowa State on the road. So that's 6-3. and three. Beat Tech at home. Lose to K-State at home. Beat Cincinnati. 8-4. Dude, why is it always like our end of the year is so tough that we go Oklahoma at Iowa State, Tech, K-State? That's all. It's so tough. Like I could, That's why I'd be content because I could see us. I could see us beating all those teams I said we beat. Missouri State, Illinois, Nevada, BYU, UCF, Oklahoma State. Easily could see us beating all those teams, losing to Texas. But then I could also see us just losing four straight here. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Tech, K-State. I could see us losing all four of those games. And then beating, beating Cincinnati. That would put us at 7-5. and five. That would be I can be content with. I'm just predicting that we somehow win one of those four tough ones. And I'll say, I'll say Tech at home. I would love it to be K-State at home, though. I'll predict. If we went six, if I'd be content with 6-6 six and six, we beat K-State. I'll predict seven and five. Seven and five? I think seven and five is fair. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the risk and say that we're gonna win one of those four. That's a tough fucking stretch though, dude. Oklahoma at Iowa State, Tech, K State. The only good thing is three of them are at home. That's the only good thing. Whoop. Tech and K State are at home. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma. Iowa State's on the road. Alright. Well. I think that those four games and the first three games of the year are the biggest. Stretch. Yeah. You got you gotta find a way to start the year three and You have to. You if we lose to Illinois and you two can't and lose one, at home to Illinois. And Nevada's not gonna be that good. No. We should kill them. I mean honestly I'd be a little disappointed if we didn't start a four no. I BYU at home. They literally gave like three hundred rushing yards a game last year. Yeah. 
And honestly, I'd be a little disappointed if we like Cincinnati on the road to end the year, maybe, but like even UCF at home. I mean, they're solid, but like we shouldn't lose to these teams. They got a they they're not going to be built for the Big Twelve year one. We should be able to punish these teams. But God, that's a tough four game stretch. And really, if Cincinnati's decent, it's a tough five game stretch. Indiana, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's tough. But maybe we go twelve and zero. And all doesn't matter. <laughs> we might. You maybe we know. just maybe we just lose to Texas. We go eleven and one, and we upset them in the Big Twelve title, and we go to the playoff. Could happen. It could happen. I mean, we have the I'm best quarterback. It out. We have the best quarterback in the conference, apparently. And running back. For sure, running back. I definitely agree with the running back. All right. Are well you that... confident in him, Jalen? Am I confident in him, Daniels? Not like winning the Player of the Year, but I'm. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. He's really fucking good. Devin Neal's really good, too. Did, I don't worry his, about the offense. I did, worry about the defense. Did what's-his-name come back? The running back that got injured last year? Highshaw? Yeah. I think he's still lingering, though. So, that's not good. God, I'd love to have that two-headed. I mean, that'd be... I don't know if I could think of a better two-headed monster in the conference. Highshaw was good. He was fucking unbelievable. He was good. almost better than Neal. Yeah, cause, dude, he had, like, in, like, him in the passing game... Like, on the screens and shit. He was yeah. unreal in the passing game. I'm excited, though. I'm really excited about, you know... I probably haven't been this excited about KU football in a long time. I mean, I was excited last year, but I didn't have any expectations. No. Like, this year, I actually think that, man, we should definitely... We shouldn't just be bull eligible. We should be above bull eligible. Like, we should be a seven-win team at the worst. And then just keep taking those steps. Hopefully, JD is not good enough to go pro. Because what, he has two years left of eligibility? Yep. Jason Bean just sitting behind him waiting. <laughs> I think he's out of eligibility this year. Bean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, at least, I mean, if JD does go down, he's not a bad backup to have. No. I mean, he, besides the one throw against TCU where he fucking short-armed it, he actually played good in that game against TCU. Oh, yeah, he did. And then, for some reason, we ran a trick play on that two-point conversion, and he threw it out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> The only thing bad about him is he's just scared to get hit. Yeah. He doesn't like the contact at all. Nah, Jalen's way better. That's why when people are like, he should move to, like, receiver or running back. No, bro, he doesn't want to get tackled is the issue. No, he's he can't do that. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's all I had. Dude, that was a blast, man. I appreciate it again coming on for the 100th episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a good time. Um, 200 more, hopefully, you know. Keep it rolling. Yeah. But, uh, so. I'll be on many more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, this will be, this should come out tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, and I'll be back the following Monday uh, for episode 101. Thank you for coming on again, man. It was a blast. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.